0: Welcome to another episode of Collector's Quest. On this episode, the guys and I talk about set collecting. And this is a long episode. It's rambly. It's not as focused as our normal episodes where we have a clear beginning, middle, and end that we want to get to. We're just having a big group discussion on what it means to collect sets. And this was something I brought to them because I think set collecting is kind of all over the place and people just let it mean whatever they want. I just kind of wanted to talk about those constraints and how set collecting is really just this way that we've contrived to collect. We've just made these frameworks to put ourselves in and then we go from there. And is set collecting even a good idea anymore? I don't know, probably not, but that's what we're talking about. So stay tuned. Oh, and don't forget to tell your mom. Give us a rating on iTunes if you don't mind. And music!
1: To another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny and Stefan. What's going on, guys?
2: I think this is a record for uh for the least amount of, of pre-show that we've ever done.
1: It is yeah. 12:30 a.m. I've got work tomorrow morning, and you're not free to record tomorrow, Johnny, so we're just doing it right now. I am doing it. ready to go. Not so we've we recorded this late before, just I wanted to get into it so we didn't do our normal 90 minutes of talking about nothing before we get to recording. 90 I
0: call that hanging general. out with my with my friends, but okay, Tyler. But,
1: you're, you're only doing that because it's quarantine. Normally, hanging out, we would be at PRGE. You would be sitting down selling $5 games, and I would be running around stressed out over a Corona Trigger registration card.
2: Yeah. Hanging out with your friends is what you were doing while we were waiting for Tyler, and then Tyler showed up, and now it's not <laughs> Yeah, and then it's now just it's a group like that people. awkward
0: conversation when you're like sitting with your friend at lunch and a coworker walks up.
2: Yeah. Hey guys.
0: You guys don't do that. That's mean, guys.
2: <laughs>
0: I like my coworkers. Okay. I mean, I know you need to say that because some of them listen, but it's okay. Right. I don't think they do. My mom listens. She doesn't. I don't work. think anyone cares. So, uh, maybe we should jump into the episode, yeah?
1: Uh yeah, Johnny. What's uh this this is your episode, Johnny. so
0: this is a Tyler episode. He brought this uh, <laughs> idea up to me last week, and uh, he's re- no. Uh, this is me. This is uh, and this is more of a thought exercise. This isn't like a research heavy episode. I just wanted to to talk to you guys about set collecting, where we think it is, and you know the the general rules people put on set collecting and. If all that still applies, if if we have it wrong, if we have it right, just, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be a super long talk or anything, but I've been thinking a lot about sets, so I wanted to hear some other takes. That's it. That's what the episode's
2: about. I'm curious as to why you have been thinking about sets a lot. Is there a catalyst for that?
0: Uh, well, I'm always thinking about sets, Um, you know, uh, data a lot of it had to do with the list episode. I'm glad you actually asked this because I was thinking about how we build our list and what I like and what I don't like. And then like we put all the things I would want in a list. And then I realized that that was like really stressful for some people, Tyler, uh, and maybe some (laughs) of our listeners to hear. And it had me thinking, yeah, it had me thinking more about, you know, a list can actually be reduced. What, And what I meant to say, and we said list a lot, and what I really want is a good repository. So more like a database where all this stuff exists and which would allow you to have custom lists. But uh, my problem is with data accuracy. And then that made me think about sets and how accurate our sets are. Because really, you know, sets are kind of, you know, unless it's a hard and fixed thing. Sets are kind of bullshit. Um, You know, everyone who says they have a full set, with maybe a few exceptions, they definitely don't have full sets. They don't, and uh, that's not that's not. Uh, I, I really think debatable. And I people think, are gonna be like, "Whoa, I I've got think a set." Braveheart I know it.
1: has a complete NES set.
0: Ma- maybe I, that. Think- <laughs> I said that I, when I said there was a few caveats. I I assumed like maybe a Braveheart out there, but. You know, we talk about sets and that's what I want to ask you guys. What does that even mean to have a set? What what are, what are the rules that allow one thing to be a set and not another? And then I kind of wanted to discuss that and more into what Stefan was asking, like what some of my other catalysts for thinking aside from just the list was. As I told you, guys, I've been buying PAL Super Nintendo games off and on, you know, very sparse. And like even the ones I've ordered, it's been a few months. I haven't gotten any. Everything with the pandemic is just shipping from Europe has uh, become a crawl, uh, depending on what country it's coming out of. Like these two games I'm waiting on have been sitting in limbo for two and a half months. So who knows if they will ever show up or not. So I've kind of not been buying them. But if you're buying PAL Super Nintendo, and that's like a weird a weird uh, distinction to put. I have to say, I'm buying PAL, Super Nintendo. It's just Super Nintendo, right? It, in PAL territories, which is, you know, you can't just say Europe either. And there's a, a thing that we could get into. I could go through a whole thought exercise on, on like what, what the proper term is there. Cause it's not just Europe. People say PAL, they think Europe, but it's really PAL territories, which was really just a way to describe a uh, color input for televisions and the way a, a signal was read and then the frames yeah and the f- refresh rate of the frames per second you know this different uh this different hertz rate you know 60 to 50 and 30 like it's it's a weird technical thing and the region that is pal is most of europe part of asia and this is you have to remember like some of the confusion people say oh well it's, it's europe it's not it's not asia though because that's like all uh, NTSC Japan. No, because Russia, which back then was the, also had the USSR, even though there wasn't a lot of games coming out of the USSR, but when games went in there, you know, USR had large chunks of Russia, and Russia still has a piece of it in Asia, and then you have Australia, which is its own continent, uh, and then you have, like, South Africa, again, on another continent, and these are all PAL. So just saying European doesn't work right um so uh, that's for anyone who says that um for pal that's what pal means so it's not just europe uh didn't need to go that deep on that but you also have like again we'll just ntsc you have like the middle east can have that but it can also have pal it can have india has uh ntsc and not pal i think so there's a lot of weird stuff.
1: And Japan, that's my pet peeve is when people say, I'm going for the NTSC set of PS2. It's like, oh,
2: you're getting all the Japanese games too? Like, it's yeah. such a weird thing to say. Well, except that they do call it NTSC-J. Like, that's- yeah,
0: yeah, but that's a different delineation, right? NTSC-J, NTSC-A, and then there's NTSC-M. That's why I'm saying for Middle East. There's a bunch of them that people don't. And then there's like different ones within the J region. Depending on language codes, yeah. So it, there's not a good way to describe these things, and that's what and that's my problem with our lists and our sets. And then you can't even say that for Game Boy. There's no such thing as PAL Game Boy.
1: Right, it's region free. There are games that were released in PAL territories. In that I PAL, cannot yes. care about.
0: Well, and the Game Boy isn't PAL because the screen there isn't getting an input rate of of that frames per second. You know, it it is. They're just, they're all uniform. Right. So, uh, unless I'm wrong about that, you can correct me, but I, at least on the GBA and stuff. It's not no, like... You're right.
2: It's the same thing with Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. The all original the Game Boy yeah. is region-free.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, all the Game Boys are region-free, and the DS until the DSi was also region-free, except for, like, one weird one, which is, like, the Panasonic... Uh, QDS or whatever. There's a
1: Panasonic QDS? I've never even heard
0: of that. Yeah, that one has region locked on it, and so does the DSi. Like, when you get to the DSi, and then uh, the 3DS had some region locking. But before that, all region free. But people just say, oh, it's PAL, but PAL refers to something very specifically, or to territories which don't line up in any organized sense. So, what we've done, because North America is neat and tidy with our sets, is we've come out and we've said... I collect a set. It's North American. Or we say, oh, it's I'm collecting the U.S. set. But then we forget about Canada, which is also in North America. Uh, <laughs> right. And then we forget about Mexico, which also sometimes has its own independent releases and Canada has their own. So you're like, I have the full Super Nintendo set. But then you're like, okay, well, do you have all the Canadian variants? No, I have one of each. Uh, okay, well, so... Does that count for the full set? Do you have the ones that were made in Mexico? Do you have all the ones that came out of that factory? Which revisions do you have? There's just a lot going on with sets. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into, even though I just talk a lot about it. So, Stefan, you asked
1: Johnny what prompted this, and Johnny gave some bullshit incorrect answer. And then he went into what really prompted it. He's collecting PAL Super Nintendo games, (laughs) and he's really concerned about people calling him PAL Super Nintendo games.
0: No, no, they're both there. Like I said, I, you know, you know, I overthink everything, right? So I sit around and I think, and I was collecting Pal and I I started thinking about that. And then we have our conversation about lists and I'm like, well, how do I categorize this? Because the question is, I'm collecting Pal Super Nintendo. How do I put this stuff on a list? Right. How do I, how do I look at my list and my database and how do I make it better? So they, they are linked always because most of what I'm thinking about when I'm collecting games is. How do I write it on a spreadsheet to put in my database? How do I author all this stuff correctly that it makes sense? And I, I'm still not even completely there yet. I have a lot of ideas uh, on how to get there. Unfortunately, I look at all of the rework and all the time I don't have, and uh, I don't know when that's ever going to happen. Like it, It's bad enough that I've cons- considered putting an ad somewhere like Facebook or craigslist for someone just to come and do data entry for me that's how that that's madness. how daunting right because i'm like well this is like i don't have time to do this data entry part uh what i want to do is think and organize all of it so i'm once i have the laid out it'll be so much entry and i don't really want to do all that you don't really need to do anything if you get all the f you get all the fields but then you got to take into account that you know uh like keystroke errors per per minute of human data entry is is not a zero number uh, you know so how do we go about correcting that anyways tyler it so it wasn't just that i'm collecting pal super nintendo there's there's a lot it's a complicated answer there's a lot of things going on and one of the things i'm always doing as you know when i'm collecting is thinking about stupid lists and uh, my database it, it's it, the it, thing i do most yeah I, I mean i agree
1: and i have this the same issue as you And I think the way that I personally deal with it is by ignoring everything I'm not collecting because I'm only collecting American NES games. So I have a a separate tab for PAL games, but I only have the PAL games I'm interested in, which are the PAL exclusives. And then I have a a separate list of the PAL name change games like Probotector, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I don't have those in my collection database because I'm interested in, like, knowing them so I could reference them, but it's not something I ever collect. So I have a copy of Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, but it's not even in my collection spreadsheet. Stuff like that is all up to memory. Uh, And the same thing with variants. Like, you know, five years ago, I didn't know half as many variants as I know now because I'm constantly learning about new variants, especially since I joined Instagram, which was the best decision ever. Everyone not on Instagram should join Instagram. I know it sounds super lame, but videos wow. are crazy you, on Instagram. Wow, you've come
0: around. You've come <laughs> around full circle on that, man. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But like, I don't. I don't even track
1: variants. I used to just kind of depend on Nintendo Age if I needed to look something up. And even Nintendo Age was a little bit f-ed up in terms of what was correctly documented. But it, it's come to the point where I think I have to like make my own spreadsheet full of variants because they're not really documented well online anymore. And I don't track them myself, so all I'm going off is memory, and yeah, my list is basically super messed up too, and I'm stressed out about my sets, Johnny.
0: Yeah, uh, I am as well. And like you, you talk about the pal ones. Uh, for you guys who don't know, uh, I put a list up on uh, video game sage. See, I do post there once in a while, and um, I put like my initial findings, and then I like, didn't paste half of my list, so I feel bad. But uh, uh, this guy OX Def Code went in, and he posted a bunch uh and got us to almost the full list until I was looking today and um then I found a couple more that I didn't have on there and then uh back to our list conversation so I I put in like this is for pal name swaps for uh everybody like if you're collecting pal games and you want to know okay well which games are exactly the same but had a name swap and do those should those go on my list or not and that's like do those count as part of the set or not we'll get into that what you guys think but uh that's like the box name can be different than the name on the cartridge and the box on the side can be different than the name on the front which goes back to our discussion about playstation games yeah so i don't even know how to do it anymore and i'm just like man there there is there is so much because one guy was like oh uh, you're actually missing uh a few um these games were named uh, like this, but only on the label. You're like, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I'm only going by what it says on the box, by on the spine of the box, because that's what I'd read. But I didn't consider, again, you know, like something I've preached about, like looking up all sides, but like, what's on the front of the box? And then like, what does the card say? Because they can all be different. Like, and the, this fun one, here's a fun example. So we all know world-class soccer, right? For the Super Nintendo you guys know sure. this game? Okay. So it's got a big soccer ball on it and some flags on the side, and it is like a common, trashy game that you can it's on the Genesis. It's uh it's not a hard game to find. Now, if you want this game in Europe and you have to think again, pal, but again, what does what counts for the sets there? Or is it are you how do you do a set there? Do you go by the language of oh, this one was released in Germany. This one was released in France. This one was released in Italy. This one has the UK and they aren't all released in the same place. So how do you how do you collect a pal set? Do you just get one of each game regardless of region and mix regions and and call it good? Do you have a main region? Anyways, I don't know the right answer. And here's one that like even hurts that one. So Champions World Class Soccer has three different names depending on the region you're in. Thankfully, it's all called Champions World Class Soccer, but if you are getting the British one, uh, it's World Class Soccer uh, endorsed by Ryan Giggs. The German one is endorsed by uh, Sepp Mayer, and then the French one is endorsed by PGS Paris Saint-Germain.
1: Yeah, this all sounds like why people stay to their region, because the information is a lot easier to understand when, uh... Like, like we see... We think of, uh, you know, Germany and France and Spain as, like, these... It's like this far-off thing. They all speak different languages, and everything in Europe is closer together, and I think easier to process and understand if you live there and are used to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you... And this is, uh, you know... uh, one thing I want to talk about on the show another time is like biases and like all the biases people have in collecting, uh, especially when they're giving information and in the sources that you seek information from. One is that we definitely have a North American bias here, right? And even more specifically, a US bias. Mm-hmm. So I it, it is hard for me to sometimes wrap my head around what it would be like if Tyler spoke a different language. Because you know, it would be like if I was in the UK and he was over in Russia, that's like the distance we're talking about. And he suddenly, you know, like you just go along the, across the U S and you'd hit like seven different languages on the way. The U S we're lucky that it's all condensed to just, you know, English, but, uh, Europe it's, you know, all jammed together. And that's why so many of them speak, you know, multiple languages, but, st- and then a lot of them speak English now too. But, you know, how hard is that? And how hard is it to, like, gather information when you have th- this, like, extra barrier there? I mean, I went to France just, uh, you know, on vacation. And, you know, this is, like, with my iPhone and being able to translate and knowing a little French. It was the hardest shit to, to know and get around. That was just, like, to get through restaurants and get on public transportation. And we're not talking about an endeavor, uh, which requires super detailed knowledge like collecting and building sets and knowing what a list looks like. So could you imagine doing that over a, a continent that has, you know, as many languages as Europe does?
2: Yeah. I've always, th- uh, said that it, that I, I feel lucky that I don't read Japanese because if I did, my collection would be twice the size it is now. <laughs> right. Like if I could right. process all of those lists, then it would be all over. So I, I'm fortunate that I am a one language guy because, uh, because then I'm happy with my Eng- my, my English language <laughs> games.
0: Well, and that's... But part of the thing about PAL games, a lot of them have just, like, the English title sitting on them. Some, so do some of uh, the Asian games. And I, it's like, I don't want to call them Japanese because there's so many different regions over there. It, you know, I don't know all the differences. That's the other thing. Like, we talk about, like, we're all relatively big collectors, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here. I don't want to pat our backs too, but, but respectively, we have large collections. Been doing it for a while. You know, fairly well informed. But if you told me to tell people something about collecting in Japan or the subsequent regions or, hey guys, uh, what do you know about Comboy? Oh, shit. I, I don't know enough about Comboy to have more than a two-minute conversation about it. I don't know how to help you guys. So, you know, th- there's just my knowledge falls off a off a cliff uh, the minute you cross the ocean,
1: but you know who knows about convoy? No,
2: read the game shark. Yeah, yeah I read the game <laughs> shark.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that that's uh that's one of the nice things as uh, as few nice things there are about social networks nowadays is that you have people who who know and you can find experts about certain things and like rely on them. But um, anyways.
2: Well, and That's- it also doesn't help that there is uh, a bias towards the U.S. market in the market, right? Like, right for for by and large the the U S version of a game. And there are certainly exceptions and I'm sure you're running into some of those exceptions in your pal collecting Johnny, but uh, by and large, the U S version of a game is the most valuable. And so people tend to gravitate towards those games, educate themselves on those games. And so there's less incentive, you know, people are monetarily incentivized often. And uh, so there's less incentive for people to educate themselves on foreign releases of games because they are less uh, monetarily valuable.
0: Well, and I'm not sure if that's exactly true for like European Super Nintendo. I think on rate they probably rate a little bit more expensive than U.S. games. Um, at least they did for a while. I know that. I, I don't know where they're at exactly right now because again, Super Nintendo is a large set.
1: But so some of the PAL sets aren't large though. So I've seen well, some people true. with specific like SNES sets for some european country and they'll be like here they are all 150 games it's like oh you guys uh, missed out on a lot there
0: didn't you perfect so uh i'm glad you said that for a specific region now do you think that's a set so that and that's kind of one some of the stuff uh, i want to talk about i'm glad we got into like what is the world we talked about Sets, but I like that this conversation is about how do we collect in the world. Maybe that's even a better title uh, for the episode, Tyler. So maybe like we'll consider that. How do you how do you collect there? They're a little more organic. Um, how how would you even classify? Like how do you call this a set? Is it fair to call it a set? Like North American. a set.
1: Every every time someone says set, what they really mean is subset, and you just have to add a bunch of adjectives to it until right. it correctly describes what they're talking about.
0: I, yeah, I I agree with you actually.
2: Well, and I think a, a, a better you you touched upon it earlier. I think always the the region is like the, the physical region is more is a better qualifier than the format. Right. So um, rather than saying like oh I collect NTSC, to actually say I collect US is is more accurate.
1: And I don't think there's anything wrong with specializing in one region, because that's exactly how, if you collect detective comics, you probably collect American detective comics. If you collect coins, you probably collect American coins. Or you might specialize in, like, British coins or British stamps. But you're probably not collecting everything from, like, Angola and Madagascar just because you collect one object.
0: No, I, I, I don't think that would be wise. And look, there as we talked about how how big the world is and how how the knowledge disparity is and how hard it is to know everything which it's impossible to even on one specific hobby uh, as niche as video game collecting is even if you limit that down to a system to know everything about the world of it is pretty hard so you definitely have to set up limiters right you you have to create these walls to insulate yourself from the noise right and that that's something we recommend when people do like even when you are collecting a full set of north american super nintendo games primarily u.s releases if that is your objective we talk about chunking that up into into bite-sized portions and rewarding yourself as you hit milestones to avoid burnout because if you try to take it all in it's overwhelming it's too much and uh you know you shouldn't you shouldn't worry about that. But at the same time, I, I just, I wanted to touch on this, like the idea of sets are, are bullshit. They're, they're nonsense, the way that we have, and not that, um, people shouldn't do it, but the way people defend them is ridiculous to me. Uh, you know, the, the idea of right and wrong when it comes into set collecting, um, you know, what, what counts and what doesn't.
1: I'll tell people it, they're it's wrong. Pretty, if, they, if, they're, if they're discluding something for the wrong reason, then I will get on someone and say, "Faulty logic is different."
2: Yeah, that's the thing. If 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 their excuse is an actual lie, i i will get I will get up on that. Stadium like the, events
1: is a, a variant of world class track meet. They're, that's the classic example. Yeah, that is eight, not a reason one, to that discount is what's it. In that doesn't make right any now. sense.
0: Yeah, is it? But well, here let, let's let's talk about that. Isn't it? Why not if you said I have one of every game for the US Super Nintendo I could play any game on the Super Nintendo Or I'm sorry on the on the NES and you've got world-class track me. Are you incorrect? I mean if you have are uh, you incorrect yes or no?
1: No, but then why do you why do you have uh, Super Mario Duck Hunt in your set if you have Super Mario and Duck Hunt
0: But that's being specific right if you said I have a set I can play every game on the Nintendo, and I have a physical cartridge that allows me to events. do that. Part of, the, you can't,
1: part of the experience of Stadium Events is seeing the Stadium Events title screen and going, whoa, I have this. So you're not getting that Stadium Events experience
0: when you boot up World Class Track Meet. But but that's not really playing the game, and we know titles aren't as important because the title could be different on the, on the label, on the side, and on the top of the box. You could have three different titles on one game.
2: It's a, but it's a, but it's not a. If if you are talking about, is it a variant of world class track meet? No, it's the first release. The leading release is not the variant.
0: But that person didn't make that argument. That's not what that person said. So this is theoretical person who I'm defending. And by by the way, I'm I'm just devil's advocating here, so people don't try to flame me. Sometimes we have to take opposing.
2: That's why. That's what Tyler and I were talking about. Like why it's a lie is because the variant is not. The variant is the is the proceeding. Is the preceding yeah. release not the not the preceding release?
1: Uh, first of all, I disagree with that. I I just call everything variants. I don't care.
0: <laughs> okay, so we we'll, we'll get into we'll get into that topic in a second. But now stick on this though. If a person has and they say I've got a set of of Nintendo games, I can play every single game, and I have a, you know a physical cartridge for them, are they wrong? If they in don't have stadium opinion, events,
1: it, so again, this is science and opinion and all that kind of thing in my opinion whatever set you're building it's a subset of something but the th- the thing that defines a distinct video game is having a unique title
0: so i think even if the titles are aren't consistent on the labeling
1: even if the titles aren't consistent on the label because it doesn't matter if it's namco tekken 2 or nam or just tekken 2 there's still just one copy of that game it's not like well, there's a Namco Tekken 2 version and a Tekken 2 version, and you're just deciding whether both count or one counts.
2: You could also just define it one deeper and talk about the code base. Is the code base different? So that's where
1: it comes into play for me, because I personally don't care about code versions, because there's a ton of, like, bug fix cards. You know, it's probably like four versions of Link's Awakening. I'm not going to count all those for the set. And then the bigger one is publisher variants, Republished games, you know, I complain about this a lot lately. Uh, They're so inconsistent with sets, it's ridiculous. A lot of rare ones just randomly appear on set lists, like Accolade Centipede is the one I always come back to. And it has a different title screen, so it is a different code base. It's not going to, like, exactly match up to the other cart, but it's the same exact game. So why do we include that on set lists?
0: Okay, well, then same thing. A world-class track meet, if you put it in and you, you say title screen and you get to the actual gameplay is it the same game are you are do you get a different play experience by having that game does that game do something different does it give you a different gameplay outcome is it a different game is it a different game that's why i'm saying so you're saying i can play every game i have a set of every nintendo game i can play how is that different
1: it's too uh the gameplay is too subjective uh, because greatest hits Jet Moto two another random game we bring up a lot on the show greatest hits Jet Moto two and Jet Moto two are not the same game
0: they are not and I I think you need both to have the set there because See, I there's don't. enough there's enough difference in gameplay I feel like, you're there's collecting more... you're
1: collecting a different set at that point I feel like you would have to ha, you would have to have a deep understand a very deep understanding of like patches and stuff throughout PS lifetime. And then, like, start collecting every uh, code variant at that point,
0: right? Which and that—that's that's a perfect answer, Tyler, because that's exactly what I'm driving at when I say sets are bullshit, right? Because your level of knowledge can sometimes determine what you're going to call a set, and sometimes you have too much information versus someone. They're not necessarily wrong, but you might have more info than them. And but it, sometimes it doesn't matter. Like Jet Moto Two, does it actually matter? Probably not.
1: It does. I think greatest hits has a better
0: frame rate. It matters. Okay. <laughs> so, so what you are saying is you should exclude the original Jet Moto 2 and only slot in the greatest hits one? No, I just but want to the have that one. Because I, <laughs>
1: I. It's my <laughs> See, collection your rules versus are, your what rules I'm actually going to play. Consistent.
0: Your rules don't
1: make There's, sense. You, the problem is you can go too far down the rabbit hole with something like Worldcast Track Meet Stadium events, because you could also say. You know, you say, well, three-screw and five-screw stadium events are technically different, and you could go into the chips. No no one does this, but eventually I imagine someone might start collecting chip variants. There are date codes printed on chips. You can have a Super Mario Brothers probably produced in every month of the NES lifecycle if you wanted to.
0: Oh uh, Well, I can't wait till, like, some of the earliest Super... Uh, like when people go hard in cart collecting and start opening them up and saying, like, this is a true first print because it has the earliest date code,
2: yeah, right. And then it'll start trading for more money than sealed ones because uh, you can't tell, right?
0: So, and, and that's kind of my point, right? And, and that's that's some of the stuff. And this is and this is just the stuff I want people to think about. I, I, I hope you're hearing us argue and you're thinking about all the nonsense that goes on and like, okay, so uh. Players' choices usually have revisions, so the, but those don't count, right? We can we all usually just say no. F- I don't have players' choice games. I don't want all those garbage titles, and we say we call them garbage titles. But like every players' choice game on like the uh, Super Nintendo is like a, a pretty good game. Like mostly they're like, billion like, sellers, right? right. they so like, like they were like so usually some of the best properties uh, of the system. It was not like a budget release.
1: It's almost natural to discount budget labels because they're intentionally made ugly so that you, I mean, basically to grab attention on shelves. I feel like it's almost done to mock collectors at a certain point, though, with just like how ugly the, the like completely red cases on the PlayStation consoles now just like screaming that you're a poor person.
0: The players' choice ones in uh, in PAL for Super Nintendo were sweet. They're like red boxes, (gasps) like make like this nice red line. They look pretty cool. You you seen
1: the? We're getting off topic, but the Sega Genesis PAL ones. I think Australian Aussie Soft maybe. They have like the Platinum and Gold collections. Yeah, it looks like the Criterion Collection of friggin' video games, and it's a budget label. They look beautiful. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Like even the U.S. Super Nintendo games like i don't like the the big badge on the front but on the spine the badge is down where like i don't love the super nintendo like super famicom symbol that's like the light gray in the corner of the box that does nothing for me that doesn't mean it's like the button layout or whatever but you have like the nice like gold badge and i think those look nice all together
1: i think that's that's one exception because even the console before that the nes classic series those look like garbage
0: yeah, and they weren't consistent, like... And then, like, Konami had, a, like, the Blades of Steel with, like, the red border around the box for some reason. And, like, the, the Punch-Out, which got... I was just like, what, what is going on here, guys? Johnny, I want one of each title. Video game title
1: is is what I count.
0: Okay, so title of the video game is what, what you want, even if that title had a revision... Uh, yes. ...on the budget label. So does that mean on the budget label? Then you need to get... If it's a new title on the budget label, do you have to own one of those for the complete set? Go. Stefan and Tyler, both answer.
1: Uh, No, because I don't want any budget labels. It's just my personal opinion.
0: (laughs) Stefan. Yeah.
2: I would, I, I collect and I stage my sets, right? So let's take, let me take Genesis for example. Um, You know, it was, okay, I need everything in a. Uh, hard clamshell. All right, we got that. All right, now I need everything in paper boxes. All right, we got that. You know, and so like that's how I stage sets, right? And so it's like like GameCube. I don't have a full set of player's choice. Um, it's just, it, it, but I still like refer to. Usually, I'll say black label to for that qualifier. So I, I say I have a US black label set, and that's essentially one of every game in black label.
0: But answer answer that question, though, if if a budget label has a different title, but is a game that is already in the set in the in the black label set, but they changed the title for some dumb reason. And why would they do this? Who knows? But in the budget label, they changed the title, like completely changed the title. Do you need to have that game to have the whole set?
2: I would. I would say yes. Or also the same thing if like they did a if they did a, a budget release that was like a like a two pack on a single disc, I would also consider that a different release. Right. right. Um, so, you know, See,
1: I, I've got like this flow chart of what I want to collect. And the probably the first step of the flow chart is if it's a budget release or like a box set, just don't count it. It's something totally different. Just forget about it. Because it gets so, too complicated, especially with but modern about, consoles.
0: What about Mario Duck Hunt? Is that a separate? So, like you, that's this is not one a of budget those things, label.
1: This is one of the things where I only count it because it, it's it's so ingrained in collecting nature that I would be like the one whole hipster if I was trying to be the guy who says that NES multicarts are kind of their own thing and and they shouldn't be part of the set because no one would agree with me at that point. Like people I've, will say, like, oh, a player's choice super monkey ball sonic heroes i mean that doesn't really count but you know S- super mario duck hunt has been in the set forever i also don't think racer mate challenge 2 should be considered an unlike as part of the quote-unquote unlicensed set i think it's kind of its own thing there was people who agreed with me on that at some point but then i, I agree over time it, it kind of just got put into the list and no one even thinks about it they're just like oh gotta spend 100 bucks on a racer mate challenge 2 and then never think about it again
2: Nope. Tyler, still I, I want to go back to I want to go back to Mario Duck Hunt for a second, just because I have a question. Would your opinion change as to it being part of the set if it was unreasonably expensive?
1: I mean, no, not really. I mean, I would just I would just put it in the I would just keep it in the set. I, I don't like but, I don't
2: I hate when people. But make... if it was like if it was like stadium events, money.
1: Yeah, I know. I hate when people make choices based on the the price of something. Like just just be happy with your almost complete set. You don't you don't have to have everything for your life to be complete
2: that's kind of what I was getting at. There are certainly many examples of caveats where someone will justify not something, not being part of the set because it's expensive. And I was just curious. Yeah. Me and Johnny don't have stadium
1: events. Johnny's happy with it. It eats me a little every day that I'm alive.
0: but doesn't bother me. (laughs) And I'm happy to say that, uh, like again, throw my camera. Yeah, I got a full set minus stadium events, you know, but, and that's not even true. Like again, that isn't a true statement because I also don't have all of uh, the Pan Asian games. I don't have you all, I don't have all the unlicensed games. I don't know, like, and, and people's data. And we talk about that's like some of time. the data on all that stuff. What actually came here? What was physically actually released that's the other thing people get into was it actually released a retail release was it did it ever hit store shelf? like we create a lot of fucking caveats to uh tell people what a set is to get people in line and what we said at the the beginning of the show is what i like best uh i'm okay on correcting uh faulty logic but i'm not okay telling people how to like if, if their logic is sound i'm not okay telling them that their set isn't a set. But if you got like weird logic, then then it's a discussion, right?
1: And, like, and have like a consistent thing that you at least try to stick to. Like, I'm not consistent with anything. I know that, but I've been saying for years on this show, I think all budget labels should be thrown into a giant fire. So when I see uh, super monkey ball, Sonic Hero sell for six thousand dollars. I'm like, huh. I'm so happy. I never want that. And you don't have to be like, oh, you're just saying that because you don't want to spend six thousand dollars on a cardboard box.
0: Yeah, which you know, you shouldn't want to spend that. But if you did, hey, good on you. We ever find out and ever come out who actually bought those?
2: Tyler, I think knows one of them, right?
1: Uh, I know. I've heard. I, I know someone who knows the buyer of the first yeah. one, who was apparently a a major major GameCube collector. So he wasn't, like, buying it as an investment or anything. I have no idea who bought the second one, though.
0: And maybe third one. Yeah, so, I mean, and there there's a lot of, you know, people assume things like that go for just full set collectors. But and one of the things that triggered part of my set thinking and, like, furthered me into it is there was a game that just, like, sold on the GBA. Um, it, was, uh, it was, like, a, a beat-em-up. That was, like, kind of kind of hard to get but it doesn't come up very often. And then suddenly it was like a hundred dollars each time. And then suddenly it sold for like a thousand and you're like, what the hell just happened? And I found out the person who bought it, they weren't, they were just, they collect beat em ups. They were (laughs) finishing their set of beat em ups across all gaming systems. That like, they have their own imagination for what a set is based on, Uh, a completely different criteria by by genre and like way back when back in the day uh, early when I was writing my my silly little blog that was like one of the things I identified collector types and like genre types and they will have their own idea of what a set is based on their they they all have different rules and this was one of these people and they It all comes down to the same thing for all these people. There are sometimes those games you just don't find, and the minute you get into an eBay fight with one of them and you need to complete that uh, set that you've made in your mind, uh, more money than you want to spend will be spent. That's how that works.
1: You know what, Johnny? If all those other types of collectors that aren't like theoretically in their brain trying to make a full set, they don't have any of these problems because if you just collect beat-em-ups, you don't care that it's called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles 2 on the NES in the UK, you're just like, well, I've already got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I'm fine with that. That's, and if you collect may, publishers, true. you don't care that there's a publisher va- variant of Accolade Centipede. I only that collect Natsume
2: games. Yeah, That's, you, a, you, that's a pretty you, big assumption, Tyler.
0: Yeah, that, that might not be true. Like You might be like, oh man, I have all them beat ups but man, they gave it a different name over there. It's the same game. Again, like Stadium Events and World Class Track Meet, Tyler keep consistent to your rule, they might be like, ah, it's got a different name. I need it.
2: I need all of the things. I love beat up so much could easily be.
0: Yeah, you know, like, you're right. You're right. I'm totally
1: wrong with that. And you know what? When you collect smaller sets, you have way more incentive to go super deep into variants and just, you know.
2: I think the only collecting sort of, I don't want to say category, but um, the, the only type of collector who's really safe from this are the I just want to, I just want to collect what I want to play. Like, I think that if you're looking for like safety in (laughs) in collecting like that's that's as probably as middle of the road as you can possibly get like that's faulty that's faulty too right because
0: like people would say well this is my set of stuff i want to play it's like well that's not look that's like your collection but that isn't a set that you can go out and describe to other people like that's that's one of the things i want to ask you guys about so uh i'm glad man you guys are hitting some of my points without me getting to them that's great so, Stefan, if someone came and brought you that list and said, this is uh, my set, are you going to sit down and agree with them that that is a set? Or do you need to be like, no, that is your collection? What, what do you think? Because I'm on the side. Okay. I'll say my position. I'm on the side saying, that's not a set, guy. That's uh, that's your personal collection, and that's great. And I, you made some rules to establish what you were going to buy, which is a good thing. But that's yeah. not a set, because I think a set needs to be something that there at least needs to be some sort of public agreement on
2: yeah, so internally I would absolutely agree with that sentiment. However, a person who brought who did something like that, who brought me a list and insisted that this was a set, I don't I don't know that I would want to have that argument with them. I don't know. I want to listen to that argument with Johnny. <laughs> this isn't a set. What are you
1: talking about, kid? Get the f- you Gotta guy, <laughs> what are you a <laughs> f***ing child? Get <laughs> out of here! Literally, just yeah. says Kirby Superstar Contra Three. That's, That's not nice even the names. Name. You can at least put a comma
0: between these things. Yeah, just like one big run-on sentence of games. Just like get out of
2: here. <laughs> yeah, no. So that uh, it's like super subjective. Like, hey, dude, this can't be on this list of games you like to play. This game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of. Um, brings me to something that I wanted to talk about before we got off topic of why people compartmentalize sets, Johnny, and it's because of my favorite term that you ever taught me. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. The narcissism of minor differences.
0: Yes. Well, I mean that's collecting. That's all collecting is. But go on.
2: No. Oh, j- just that there are there are certainly people who put guardrails on uh, various. Uh, Uh, types of sets because they want an excuse to be better than you and that uh you know it's it's a well you know you you know stadium events has to be part of the set because if it's not then you're just a poor right like there's also that that uh that sort of like oh well if you want to if you know only people who only people who uh you know can't afford uh, CIB collecting uh collect card only. Like that that's a big one that I hear a lot. Oh Um, for
0: sure. And I like but again, people's goals are different. And I that's and that's why set collecting is hard. And that's why defining a set is hard because people are coming at it with different things. And can you imagine like if you had like every Nintendo game and your list was just off the cart names and then the box names are different. Like you may not even agree like what the naming conventions are. Um but that's why I was saying I, I think that's part of the reason I think there needs to be some public agreement. Like you can come up to me and tell me anything you have is a set. And like I what we say on the show remains true always. Collect how you want to collect. They're like you can you can take our opinions, but that's what they are. um, but everything else is is kind of bullshit. If you don't have like the agreement, like I said, then, you you will just be stuck in these unending conversations with people going back and forth, and there's no way, there's no fact, you know, there's not like there, there's there's no one out there, there's no not a governing body, you know. Y- yes, of but course, there should
2: be, oh, yeah.
0: And I want
1: to be. Is why uh, we're
2: announcing today that yeah. we're starting a governing body of game collecting.
1: Well, I want that. This is what I'm talking about with this this catalog. You make the Ayuchi catalog give every game a number, and that's the bible. That's it. We're all
0: just using that. Well, that's Tyler. That's not. That's not that I don't want that. I do want that. But every time I think about it more, like you don't understand. Like I'll have to show you guys what the what the starting list looks like because it's not a list, right? It's it's a bunch of referential tables that need to be thrown into a database. But like when I realized, I'm like, oh my god, I need to have a name for I I need to have a, a name for label for left side of the box, right side of the box, top of the box, front of the box, back of the box. Most of the time it's going to be 100% the same, but the times that it isn't is going to be important. And then when I'm like, okay, now it needs a name, Like, and assuming that I'm going to use the US because uh, that's my regional bias, like how do I pick which region is like the core name of the thing, uh, unless you can have the ability to select country upon entry, it you like I, mine would just be from the u.s and then it'd be there'd be a a, a column header that same says name for pal one two three because or like it, it's like naming it can't just be name and pal it'd have to be name pal germany
1: can't even exist you would just have to have a link from one database row to another database row or like multiple database rows because there, there would be there would just be other entries in the database the pal games
0: right well that's why i'm saying it would be it's it's at a bunch of referential tables that would you know be together you know uh that would then populate these lists when you when you want to look up a game but if i if i looked up say world-class soccer in this database i would want to tell it to tell me all the names on the label and then tell me what the names on the label like and then like click a flag for pal and then see well all the same info for pal and then like in japan and then you know and i would want to build that as complete as possible and then keep adding to it uh like and then known variants like what if in later releases like a comma is removed or something who knows or if they change the art just a little like holy can you imagine how how deep and absurd it would have to be i mean i don't think you start off there i think you start small and then work your way out but uh it's a big undertaking and goes beyond just sets
1: I agree, and uh, there's no one doing it. I don't think because there's sites like VG Collect or uh, wherever all all these giant game databases. Moby Games is probably the closest we have to a legitimate game database, but they don't care about collector stuff. They just are trying to document every single game that's ever existed.
2: Yeah. Well, and and they're big on like uh, on credits lists, which is nice. But but that's also the reason why I know they're not accurate because they don't have all my games in there.
1: (laughs) Oh. Well, another thing I mean, this is getting off the topic of collecting, but mobile games will never be documented like there too many. It's too easy to make a game and have nobody download it that like the concept of every game needing to be archived and documented, I think, is just pointless at this point.
2: Well, and there's also so many different platforms that there's just not enough cultural awareness of. Like, for instance, those last two years, I've been working on the Facebook Instant platform, which is kind of a mobile platform and kind of not. And so, you know, those games, when Facebook decides to say, we're done supporting this, then all of those games, and by the way, there's like, uh 250 new games a day on that platform <laughs> so uh so yeah there's just going to be like tens and, tens and tens and tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of games that are just going to evaporate and and no one will ever see them again
0: quick question do you think you could have just said millions
2: Uh, no, because I don't know that we have millions yet. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of games. That's a lot of games for a platform. I've never heard. Uh, I
0: I just, I'm just making a, cause it's all tens and tens and tens and tens and tens. tens No, you're right. I could have said hundreds
2: hundred. I, I know there's hundreds of thousands. I don't know if they've had millions. I
0: I like that you went with tens. I just thought it was funny. I'm, I'm making a joke people. I don't actually care. Um, All right. Let's 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 get back into uh, sets. What counts and what doesn't? And by the way, uh, when we were talking about that example of a budget label that had the name, tra- uh, ESPN Extreme Games on the PlayStation became one extreme.
1: Yeah, that's the one I immediately thought of when you yep. say that. I hate one extreme. I hate it even more because it's always alphabetically first in the list. So I just have to see it and it just... Because I know that it's not at the top of my list, but every time I see another list, I just see it. And I'm like, no, get get out of this list. You're a budget label. Get out of here. It, you don't count. People should know. Title changes are the only things that matter,
0: except you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and do you know why the title changed? Because the sequel was too extreme? Or was did they lose a license? Nope. They lost a the license. The license with ESPN expired. Great. Yep. And that's why it changed.
2: Cool. Right. So I, I wonder if like, and we can continue to have the conversation on what does and doesn't count for sets, but I wonder if a, a actual helpful conversation for this audience would be to talk about some um, sort of caveats that we find acceptable or acceptable ways to explain that caveat. Like when we're talking about, you know, saying the actual, you know, country versus the format. Right. Oh, like yeah. Saying, that,
0: that's all on the table.
2: I just I just I didn't you know I I just think that that's a worthwhile conversation that I think is probably the going to be the most helpful so that's I just want to make sure that we You know, get to that.
0: Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, that's on the list of things to talk about. I just wanted to look. This is this episode is just a thought experiment. This is like why I said I literally didn't want to prep you guys too much. I just wanted to come in and have an honest conversation about sets and see where everyone's head got to. Because we, the nice thing about this podcast, and I'll I'll pat ourselves on the back, is we do come at this from different angles. We don't always line up, and uh, the thrust of our collecting is not always the same. So uh, that create well, that means we have different caveats for things we're counting and things we're not so i I like that we can and we all ha- own sets so that that's relevant um as well so
2: we're also we're also good at having differing opinions and like being okay afterwards
0: yeah well, it, you know not the whole world doesn't need to get along always you just uh be a little disrespectful and then uh, forgive each other and move on not how the rest of the
2: world does it. I don't I don't what was the topic that you and I just like fought tooth and nail on on air?
0: Oh, it was I I forget exactly how you were wrong, but um <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, oh gosh, what was it? It was, I don't um, know what it was.
2: and I but like uh, uh, the retrospective last year I even brought it up as like one of my favorite episodes because uh it kind of showed the audience how to fight and be okay.
0: Yeah. Um it, it's okay to disagree. Oh God! What was it? Uh, it'll it'll come to me later. I, I it's like on the tip of my tongue, but let let's go more for uh for some weird caveats. And this is one I've brought up before on the show, but like this is a nice refresher. So, um, Genesis set, gentlemen, thirty two x count. Yes or no? Is it part of the Genesis Ooh. set? Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this.
2: No, I have actually. I've come around on this because of you. Uh, okay. you've actually talked me into like i still don't have all of the 32x games but i consider them genesis games because it says fucking genesis on the label
0: yep says it on the box
1: Tyler. okay
2: why does it why does it count what's the it says definitive it on the box. reason that it counts it, ca- it says
0: it on the box and you need it ha- a genesis it to has play it.
2: the genesis branding on it
0: it's not a standalone console it must be played on a genesis it is just a subset of genesis
1: I'm trying to. I'm thinking. There's got to be another example where I could apply. The like, is well, is every PlayStation One game also a PlayStation Two game then? Or maybe is maybe? every Master System game a
2: Genesis game? But there's not. But there's not. not, a, uh, PlayStation, not there's Genesis not PlayStation Two branding on PS One games. You take the two off, it's all just PlayStation. Like, like okay. So well, here's but, but they didn't so it's a different thing so here's an example of 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 something similar tyler that actually i do think counts in two different sets is those burger king games because they have because they're stylized as both xbox and xbox 360 games what are they how do they work like how do they technically work because they're the only three games that are like that. they are xbox games but they are but the it says xbox but in the 360 branding format which drives me crazy yeah,
1: I, I remember always being very confused about what these were, if they were just like backwards compatible, or they had two different types of software on one disc.
2: Anyway, my point is, my point is, those are, the, those are a, a, a example similar to, to my same sort of thought process as the 32X stuff, as to why, you know, a games that would count in multiple sets.
0: So, let, let's go a little more. So, the, the stupid 32X gets messy too, right? Because it doesn't just have one brand of games. It then has the the tall 32X CD games. So what do you guys do with those? Are those their own thing? Is that its own set? Or is that so, part of 32X? You're
2: saying that might be a in the Genesis set, the 32X set, and the Sega CD set? I'm saying it might, no, like, I can't, I'm
0: going to go. Because I think it, it might.
2: I'm, I'm just, I'm just setting you up yeah. to agree with you.
0: Yeah, well, no, <laughs> because I want to, I'm going to go grab one and see if Genesis is on the packaging of that one or not. Because if it's it the, isn't, um, does that mean it's its own thing? Is it its own set? Is it a, is it like this weird subset that stands alone that no one talks about and just lumps it in with 32X because 32X is on there? Like what, what do we even I do with guess, this?
1: Stuff? I would guess most people do it the way I do it, which is 32X and Sega CD are their own thing. And those, like, five games, I just put in both the 32X and the Sega CD list. And I put a little note, like, these are also in the Sega CD set.
2: Yeah, don't buy these three times. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh,
1: very strange. But wait, how do those, those are just, those are basically Sega CD games that require a 32X, right? Maybe I removed those from my 32X list. Even though it's ridiculous to remove them from my 32X list. When they're like these yellow boxes that say 32x on them. But they're yeah, but, really Sega CD games. But there's but it like doesn't, it the doesn't Fahrenheit. Requi- game. It doesn't
2: just require the 32X hardware, it requires a 32X cartridge. Like, so that's like Does it? There is a cartridge what involved.
1: About? What cartridge does it have? Isn't there? No.
0: No. It's just really? CDs.
1: I don't yeah, know what CDs. The f- it uses the 32X for. I don't know how any of that works.
0: There's so many wires and stuff. So, uh, and then think about this one. There's the Fahrenheit game. Uh, I forget the exact title. I'll grab it, but it ha- it's fairy. the only it's the only Sega CD game like this. So it's in the standard jewel box, right the this the long box, and then it's got yellow halfway down the spine for for thirty two x gaming. And then you have like the blue long CD boxes. It's a very confusing set, and that's why I usually just say like, and you need the like, There isn't a standalone, really, Sega CD set that doesn't have a Genesis built into it. So you really, like, to me, it's all part of the Genesis
2: set. I would have those long boxes live with Sega CD just because they're the correct size.
0: (laughs) Mine are a bridge. So like mine go it goes Genesis 32X boxes. The cardboard, uh, like the yellow boxes into the 30 or into the Sega CD cardboard boxes and then into the standard uh, jewel case boxes.
2: You can tell that I don't collect Sega CD because I thought that there was a cartridge in those boxes, too.
0: Yeah. So what do you
1: You do? So CD is awesome. What do you do with the black Game Boy Color games? Are those in the Game Boy set? Because they'll technically
2: work on Game Boy.
0: They came in a Game Boy Color box.
2: But and that's they were just what's on the box. The lifetime of the, but they were also released in. But they were in, released in the for the Game Boy a... Color. Correct.
1: Okay. What about Pokemon Yellow, which is I think technically in the code it's a Game Boy Color game, but it also has a Game Boy box.
0: It's for the Game Boy because it came in a Game
1: Boy box. That's how I do that. Well, my Sega CD games all come in a Sega CD box, not a Genesis
0: Sega CD box. But no, your but your 32x ones come in a 32x Genesis box.
2: That is, that is correct. The 32x ones genuinely have the Genesis. They're all just add-ons.
0: <laughs> well, I this even, is I what don't... I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, and this is why I want to talk about that. It's like we do this a lot. We own a lot of sets and we don't necessarily agree. And we do this a lot and think about this a lot. So how is anyone supposed to come up? And then like, when, when you get into these arguments with people and they tell you, no, this is the set, like, you don't know what you're talking about. And like, for me who thinks about this obsessively, uh, like a maniac, like, you know, I, I don't want to put any disparaging terms out there, but let's just say it dominates a, a lot of my uh, free thoughts. And sometimes I've had dreams about it. Okay. Uh, Cause I'm a, a weirdo when I think about this much. And then I have someone who hasn't thought about it very much, come up and tell me I'm wrong about something. The, the murder seeps into my eyes and then almost into my hands, you know, and it, it's just a hard thing to classify. And, and I think that was really where I wanted to get to on this.
2: So Johnny, I did just grab the Fahrenheit box, and yep. there is Sega CD branding and 32x branding. There is no Genesis branding. Okay,
0: did you grab? <laughs> that, Here, I'm that's gonna not go- the Genesis set, then. Yeah, I'm. Well, no, that one's that one. I don't have in the Genesis set. That one's in the 32x because, or in the uh, Sega CD because it is in a Sega CD style box too. I'm gonna go grab the um, the other one real quick. Uh, some of the orange ones. So well, let's take a look real quick. You guys talk. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Stefan. I feel like we're going to eventually just come down to what what is a set? What's the definition of set? A logical well, grouping of things.
2: That's why I wanted the conversation to eventually go to like, hey, let's talk about how you should or like acceptable ways or helpful ways to define your set versus like focusing on what a set is.
1: Sure. Sega CD games are not part of the Genesis set. Or it sounds like Johnny doesn't even think they are. Only 32X games are. Which yes. now you agree with, which is crazy to me, but oh, I
2: have agreed with that for a while. Okay, uh, but yeah, you know, if it didn't actually have the Genesis logo right on the box, I wouldn't. But it, they sure do. You know what else doesn't say
1: Genesis on it, Outback Joey? That's a Heartbeat e- Personal Trainer game.
2: No, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> yes, and that, that's a that's a tough call too because the Heartbeat Personal Trainer is a Genesis. <laughs> um, mm. <laughs> A Super is. Famicom is a Super Nintendo. No, no, no. But like they, they actually took a physical Genesis, removed the lid, and put a different lid on it.
1: But they have a different lid, so it's a different object. This is now Theseus's ship. Where yes, are we replacing true. things? And is it the same object?
2: Yeah, yeah. Is is the Heartbeat Personal Trainer a Genesis?
3: Mm. Know.
2: It does have the Sega branding on it, though. It is a licensed Sega title, so it is a legitimate title. It is not an unlicensed game.
1: Oh, it's not an unlicensed game. I think it is, it is part of a set of one of games that were released for the heartbeat personal trainer. Cause there were going to be more, but they only exist as prototypes, Yes, uh, which are some of the coolest goddamn like prototypes that. you can yeah.
0: own. I know some of
1: those yeah, high end we people have them
2: talking about whether or not the, whether or not back Joey counts as the Genesis set.
0: I, yeah, uh, so I, I think trying to exclude it is a mistake. I think it's, you know especially given no
2: i'm not i'm using your logic
1: against you here because it doesn't say genesis anywhere on it uh, and you're counting no, freaking 32x games it, in the Genesis
0: set? No, no, no. It follows because I consider Sega CD as also part of the Genesis set. Okay, I thought you were discounting
1: yeah. Sega CD. All right, no, no, no.
0: I, I'm not. Um, I like. I think you know. You it's a gen. It is a Genesis. The hardware is Genesis. Outback Jolly will turn on if you put it in a Genesis. Though you could say that of a PS1 game and a PS2. So that maybe that doesn't hold up. Again, these rules are hard, guys.
3: I
1: mean, there's no there's no right answer either. It's it's just no. how your brain processes logical groupings of things. Because there are some people, wrong people, but you could say that Mike Tyson's Punch Out is an NES black box game because it fits most of the things that go in the black box set. Same with like uh, all the silver box games. You could count that as one big set.
0: I count them. I count them. And uh, I, the series games, like that's what I count them as. I know everyone calls them black box and I I use that because, uh, it's, you know, popular nomenclature and it helps me describe what I'm talking about to people, but my black box stuff is pushed to the side along with my punch out and my Metroid and my kid Icarus and my rad racer. Those are all because they are part, you know, like racing series, education series. That's, that's the subset to me. Not, not the color of the boxes.
2: Popular nomenclature is how some how we've gotten into some messy stuff with territories, though, right? Like, because honestly, most people use the term pal as shorthand for European.
0: Ooh, I had a really good conversation about this, but go on.
2: Right. And I'm not saying that that's right, because obviously we've just spent like an hour talking about how that's wrong. But but that is like part of the reason why we got into this mess in the first place. Just like people uh, have gotten to the point where the most mostly North American is shorthand for US, which is funny because US is easier to say. Um, but uh, but you know it's 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 that's how we've sort of gotten into these problems is because it's just it's easier to talk about for a lot of especially if you're talking to someone who is not uh, a game collector, right? Like if I if if, if I say. I have a North American set to someone who doesn't collect games. Most likely they're going to think if we are standing in the United States, when I'm saying this, they are most likely going to think, I mean a U.S. set.
0: Well, also if you're talking to someone who doesn't collect games and you say, I have a complete super Nintendo set, that's what, and what they're asking is, and they're from the U S and this is where they grew up. They're not thinking, well, what about all the European games? Hey, that's weird that you said you have a super Nintendo set, Stefan, because, I'm aware that in Europe, it is also called a Super Nintendo, and you don't seem yeah. to own those games. <laughs>
1: right. They're going to be like, oh, you mean like a Super Nintendo Super set? Yeah, I had one of those too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we can get, if we want to go down that road, uh, I've got some the 32X stuff here that we'll talk about in a second, but if we want to go into uh, communication, which is... Uh, As you guys know, I was a comms major in college um, as my, it's the main bulk of it and uh, rhetorical theory and research. But one of my favorite things to talk about is communication and what it means and what is successful communication and what isn't. And it it comes down to the goals of the conversation at hand and uh, the goals and the rules change depending on the audience and the sender. So uh, if you were, were getting real nerdy here, uh, break out your, uh, you know, comms 300 books here, here we go. So a message is not successful. If, if a receiver does not receive it, right? So that's why I use popular nomenclature. It's not communication. Like if I need you to know what I'm talking about, I'll say the black box game, black box games. Even if I, in my brain know that that is not right. If depending on the time and like how much of the message I want to convey, depending like what I need to get to you, what the true message is, I will break it down to that even though it's not correct. It's correct enough to mean the message is successful. So what is more important to me? Being 100% factually accurate or having a sec- a successful uh, message received? And in communications, we would say the goal is for, the receiver to receive the message uh, successfully, right? And then you would layer that in with, with the most detail uh, appropriate to the situation. And you would go on from there. So uh, it it depends like a lot of that depends on what your intent is. And people do this all the time. We are all part of these little communities, right? And these uh, little speech communities, we throw terms around like black box and it's a universal term in our community. We all, Know what that means, but we step outside of our community say black box people look at you like you're a dummy. You're like, what? Well, and then you suddenly have to, your message wasn't received. So then you have to start explaining whoa, well, the original Nintendo games that were released came in these black box games, and that's not entirely accurate, right? Because there's some other stuff like, and you're not talking about where it was originally released in Asia, like, you don't get into any of that. You just start giving them enough information to understand what you meant, right. So anyways, communication, if you want to get nerdy about communication with me and talk about comms theory, like deep theory and like, uh, how language and, you know, and shared meaning, if you want to get into that kind of stuff, I'm always available for a three hour conversation that goes on, uh, when we should be sleeping. Those are like my favorite things. Um, that's like one of my big passions outside of game collection is, is getting nerdy about communications. If you want to have a fight with me, like, uh, I know a bunch of, uh, we got a bunch of stodgy old people in here who're like, "I hate emojis in speech," and I'm like, "I think they should be used in business communications." And people's head really explode.
2: And I do use them in business communications. <laughs>
0: well, they they've become far more acceptable in business communications because they relay information quicker, um, you know, and they allow us to convey emotion, which is a lot of times absent from business speak because we don't know how to professionally include it, uh, and then we talk about what's appropriate and what isn't.
2: Emotional intelligence has become uh, more important to businesses in the over the last few years. So, I mean, businesses. it's always been important, huh?
0: Some businesses,
2: yeah. But uh, but so I think part of that is like it's it's part of that too. Like like uh, you know, if I'm using emojis in a in a business communication, generally, my um, whatever I'm trying to convey is going to be conveyed uh, received closer to uh, intended as if uh, you know as opposed to if i didn't
0: you know it it always comes down to uh who the audience is for me like how much of that i'm i'm gonna layer in but that doesn't have to do anything with like my personal thoughts of what i should be layered in anyways um we could don't don't get me where we're down a way left path um but mm-hmm. let's, let's get back to uh 32x so tyler Oh my God! What uh, we're talking about the big cardboard box, not the standard 32X box. And if you want to get real annoyed, uh, everyone go take a look at your. If you have Doom for the 32X, go look at that. The, the Genesis is below the 32X, and on every other one of them, on the spine, it's above it. It's a super annoying thing.
1: And the 32X logo is backwards on Doom as well.
0: Yeah, Doom is the worst. Is the worst thing on there, but um. If you look at the big cardboard boxes and for instance I have corpse killer out here and there's a there's all there's this corpse killer Sega CD 32x box it's a big like uh, flip style uh, box it's as big as a jewel ca- uh, as a um, Sega CD jewel case but it's made of cardboard uh, very much like the PlayStation long box cardboard ones like in that vein okay so this does not say Genesis on the spine but what it does say is licensed by Sega Enterprises Limited for play on the Sega Genesis 32X system. So the, the trademark is Genesis 32X. How did, Does that change your mind?
1: Not at all because it's it's not there's no technical definition of what a genesis game is you could get me to agree upon that would not would not make me want to just segment out the 32x games into
0: I'm not saying I'm not saying you shouldn't put it at the end of your genesis set in its own little subsection but to could you say that you have the full genesis set if you don't have these Yes No <laughs> Yes no, these are Genesis games. It says right to For play on the Sega Genesis 32X system. What are you talking about? It's That's the Sega Genesis
1: 32X system. What I don't want to collect these? Sega Genesis what? 32X games. I want to collect what about Sega these Genesis ones?
0: games. What about these ones? Uh, you know, brutal. It says for play on, on the Genesis. I mean,
1: what about 32X Nintendo games? If, if you're collecting the full NES set, you got to have Le Chavrier. De, why did I pick the French one to say? You got to have Tank. From <laughs> the H E S game Tank. Another bad he, one, because no one has ever freaking heard of tank. You have to have Super Turrican. There we go. That's a, a pal NES game. It says he, NES on it and you don't have it. What the hell? Why no, are you no, dividing see, it into you,
0: just an American No, so? no. See, you're that that look, your your logic this is where your logic is not holding up here, Tower. Because you just used Uh, A different region here But this is all in the American region This is going by your rules saying I just want to stick to everything North American And put myself in this box So why aren't we doing that here Why I I I want to stick
1: myself in the North American box And then within the North American box I want to stick myself in the Standalone Sega Genesis box
0: But those are part of They say they're for play on the Genesis Tyler and what more do you need It says play me on a Genesis How is that not a Genesis game
1: this is totally going off topic. Can you put a 32x game into a Genesis and it will play with like missing graphics, or does that only happen if you? I don't like are missing a cable.
0: You know, I don't think so. But again, I've never tried that.
1: Or what if it comes up with a screen that says like you need a Sega Genesis 32x to play this game, I'm, but I'm that's technically sure that soft. Does
2: something like that?
1: So it is running on a Sega Genesis when
0: you do that. Uh, uh-huh. we, will, we will have to test. Someone tell us what
2: happened. Wouldn't that- and- wouldn't that validate our argument even more if it was running on a Genesis?
1: Yeah, that would definitely be in favor of your argument. I just think it would be an interesting point to add to the conversation if it technically runs on a Genesis. Because like, I think Game Boy Color games will technically run on a Game Boy and say, hey, idiot, you need a Game Boy Color.
2: It would also depend, It well, it would inform the, it would inform the conversation as to what was generating that message if the console is generating the message versus the cartridge.
1: I think it'll be the cartridge, because the console was made in 1989.
0: Okay. Uh, You guys want some more confusing messaging? So I've got Batman Returns here. And it does not say on the box Genesis, except for in the trade trademarks. It talks about uh, the Genesis trademark and stuff in, in the legal use in the small white print. But it doesn't have like Genesis on the box or anything. It just says Sega and then Sega CD, welcome to the next level. It's telling you that you've bumped up, kinda, right? But then you get onto the, the disc and it says Sega Genesis. And these, again, it talks about the trademarks again, but it says Genesis all over the disc. But uh it says this game is licensed by Sega for home play on the Sega CD system only.
2: <laughs> that is terrible. But, yeah,
0: right. So and then like even the instructions on um uh, on corpse killers, say Genesis. Um so the Batman returns ones, uh they don't get into that. They they stick pretty strictly to it being a Sega CD and not just like a, a Genesis. So yeah, I don't know how to feel about all
2: clearly Batman returns is its own set. That's the only, that's the only logical conclusion.
0: No, but the same language is on corpse killer in the blue sega cd box
2: also its own set beca- let's get crazy let's johnny set.
0: because <laughs> the the corpse killer so if you don't know the sega cd boxes that these cars so if you have corpse killer and you've got the 32 xbox it's like got the yellow 32 x spine on it but then there's a blue one that's just sega cd which then has all the sega it has the same language so which is different so like how do we parse this like what are we supposed to do with this information
1: I, th- I think I'm a bigger, f- you're a bigger fan of grouping as much information together as possible and parsing it. And what I like to do is make everything into as small of a set as you can realistically get it and then build whichever sets you want on top of each other.
0: See, what I would like to do is get everything into a system, right? And then be able to filter down to what I need.
1: Yeah. See, I don't want to and- do that because I, I don't want, you know, an Xbox box set with three wrong. games in it and the same thing as a black label single game. Because I would just always have the box set filter off unless I'm specifically looking for like, oh, I want to see what all the box sets are.
0: Well and what that's but there should be filters like that, right? There there should be like just little check boxes like uh, you know, main set, uh ancillary titles, and then like whatever like whatever check boxes that bring up. Like show me all the budget labels. And like calling them budget labels doesn't always work out. But uh, I mean, that's again, that's just like, I feel like every
1: single argues. checkbox is going to have so many edge cases and exceptions that people would argue no matter how you tried to categorize things.
0: Well, of course. And and that's what this all is, right? That's that's the point. No one has like there there aren't there's not a governing body. There's no people just make the rules up. And like, here's another thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, And this is like a thing that gets said to me far too often. It's the exception that proves the rule. Please Stop saying that there are no exceptions that prove the rule that it's exception to the rule it's an exception to the rule like you made a rule but we have these few exceptions there's caveats that's not, exceptions don't prove rules
1: well the fact that there's an exception means that there was a rule to accept to I think that's what the saying means yeah
0: yes but but people have conflated those two things right it it's one of the it's one of the uh little idioms that we've gotten wrong over time and people have just accepted it so you you get this like weird message um yeah exceptions don't come up and tell me well it's the exception that proves the rule that no that's not how proof works there's no rules
1: this whole world is is chaos especially with the market right now like everything in game collecting is chaos but this has always been chaos
0: yeah yes Uh, this has always been a chaotic front but like in the world in general please don't walk up to people and say exception that proves the rule stop it stop that
2: i mean none of this matters because set collecting is dead set collecting is dead all that matters is first print nes games
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyone who gets that reference is cool in my book
0: i want to i want to get into that in in just a second but let's go into what stefan asked so um because we've had a kind of a long talk about this and we could keep battling back and forth i think we brought up some interesting points and food for thought which is what i really just wanted us to do but let's talk about what are some helpful things for people to know? Like, what would you do to explain what a set is? Like, if you're talking to someone, uh, who kind of like, let's assume that your audience is, um, like a basic collector. No, not, I don't want to say basic, like basic, uh, Bad term, but someone who is in the collecting world, right? They, they know what you're. Assume that the level of knowledge is already a collector, but not at your level. So, how, what's a good way to go about describing? Like, what's some useful hints, Stefan? You, you got some ideas?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, my my first one, like I said, I think I've said it twice now already, is that when you're talking about which um, territories you're collecting, like, use the name of the country versus uh, the format of the signal. Right. So if you collect U.S. games, say U.S., not NTSE, because that's broader than you think it is. Um, and uh, so or don't say North American because it's, it's it's physically broader than it than than just the U.S. So um, so if you are going to say that you collect for a specific country's format, just name the country when you're talking about it versus versus the format.
0: Yeah, and I think that works to a point, right? I think it's okay if you say North American, actually. I think it's okay if you say PAL, if people understand what that means. But I think you could then just go one more specific. Like, oh, I collect PAL, but primarily I like to get all the German games. And then um, anything that wasn't released, didn't have a German release, I go and I collect those as well. But I, I prefer the German one first,
2: sure. I'm ju- but I'm I'm trying to also yeah. I'm I'm also shooting for brevity here. So like you know it yeah, took it took you a paragraph to explain that versus like you know
0: yeah yes. But I'm assuming you're ha- you're having a conversation. That's it. Like I'm not talking like a one-off response um, to someone. You know, it's not a zinger on Twitter. That right. um, you're having an actual conversation.
1: Got it. I would say I would not specify any of it honestly. I would if I'm if it's like a normal collector and we're not like getting into it like you and me Johnny and I'd be like, you know, going into all these adjectives when really specifying something specific. I would either say, "Yeah, I've got an Xbox set" or maybe if I really didn't want to seem like an owl, I would say, "Oh yeah, I've got a black label Xbox set" and I would let the US be implicit and, you know, the fact that I don't have Every big box DDR Ultra Mix does not really matter in terms of the conversation. They don't need to know that. Yes, it does. You comment. It's, it. <laughs> do you have every big box dance bundle, Stefan? Including yes, both I DDR
2: Ultra mixes? I certainly do. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: I watched him buy him. It was
3: gross. Uh, just to be clear,
1: for anyone who's not into Xbox, there are four DDR Ultra mixes, but the first one has two variants. And then there's also a pump it up game. Correct. <laughs> pump it up. You got that Mark Echo in the big steel case?
2: I sure, sure you do. do.
0: So do I. Uh,
1: can I ta- can I get it on tangent? Because I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, my Mark sure. Echo Collector's Edition. Uh, I believe I stole the manual out of that and put it in my regular black box case. <laughs> um, so, but it's technically the same game that's put. No, no, it's not because it's in the big Ten. But I have the manual. I have one copy of the manual, but two things that the manual should belong to. I don't do this all the time. But I've never bought another Mark Echo manual because in my brain it's like I already have it. You I have to it. put it in the you, right that, spot. you like you it can
0: you can flip it back and forth. Like you could make each one complete at your whim. Yeah, like yeah. What 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 happens then?
2: I use that exact argument when we're talking about the uh, QVC maximum carnage. That is the exact same game, except for or it's exact same thing, except for one has a Genesis game in it and one has a Super Nintendo game in it. I have both of those games, <laughs> CIB, so I don't, I don't, I've never felt the need to own a separate version, you know, a separate copy of that when they're identical oh. except for the the game inside them. Even like the tray that the game fits in is the exact same dimensions.
0: Okay. So uh, I have something going on similar to that. I have Bomberman for the Super Nintendo. I have the party edition, you know, the big box. Mm -hmm. And I have the like the full label variant, you know, without like the standard form Super Nintendo formatting on the front. But I don't have like the standard Super Nintendo one. I I have the box, but I don't have the cart. But I'm like, I already own two Bomberman carts and I found the box. I'm like, I'll get it eventually when I want to spend like the $50 on this. But I got like the manuals in there, everything. I got a cart set. I could make this the complete one at any point in time. I just haven't because I feel like it's, it's the only thing different here is the box. Like, but we see we say that. But what what if what if specifically the chipset and all those ones were different?
1: Oh man! Then thirty years from now, everyone's going to figure out all the incorrectly paired games they have, and there's going to be mass uh, panic to get the downfall open the of games. Wada.
2: Look at all these games that were uh, incorrectly. These are all <laughs> I- imps, all of them. This-
1: also, yeah. Johnny, you bringing up that example is super funny to me because uh, for the vast majority of games, I store the cartridge outside of the box because I want to be able to grab the cartridge off the shelf without damaging the box. So I probably wouldn't even notice that I only have one Super Bomberman cart and I have both the small box and the big box. It would just be like, oh, yeah, those boxes are empty. That's The, the cart's not in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. That's funny. That, so I let's be youtube people and i want people to send us pms and let us know if people also do this i don't do it often but i could think of like the situations where i've done it and i think it's funny not super related to the topic but i I had to bring it up for some reason
0: yeah um yeah i I, going back to your example i like your example again everything and i I love that we get to talk about comms some more everything gets back to how your what your audience is and like how you should communicate like Tyler and I, uh, and like a lot of you who contact me at PMs, we're going to go deep or I will intentionally go deep f- for someone who is a collector to give them knowledge. You know, um, I see it as a opportunity to educate. Also, my background in education makes me annoying like that. Um, so I, I tend to want to teach when I can. Uh, ooh, teachable moment. Everyone hates that phrase, but there there it is. I've, I've said it and I appreciate them. Um, but again, depending on who your audience is and like what you want to convey and what you want to get out of the conversation too. Uh, that's part of it, right? Uh, when you're communicating, like, are you just trying to end the conversation and get out or do you want it to keep going? Like what, what is your goal there? Um, and that depends on depends on the audience, right? Depends who, who came up to you and how, how it was presented. So all of that, um, you have to take into account when, um, uh, Giving what your answer is. Yeah. Um, I do like being as brief as possible f- for the most part, though.
2: Yeah, and you can certainly gauge their interest too. Like the other day, oh, it was at it was at Tyler's wedding. We were sitting that we were sitting at the at our our table eating dinner, and like the the people around us, Johnny, I don't remember who, who else was sitting at the table, but they were just like randomly incredibly interested in like the high-end game market. And like as uh, I was like, as I was talking, like I was shocked, like I just kept giving them more because they were just like on the edges of their seats. And I was like, I don't understand why you're so interested in this, but cool. And so like in an environment when normally I would have just been like, oh yeah, whatever, I have a lot of video games. Like I, we we were talking to them for like, I don't know what, like a half an hour about like- Yeah, so it was like a very granular look at the high end of video games.
0: Yeah, because when we started that conversation, Tyler, it was with uh, like your boss, the, the blonde-haired guy, Yeah. Um, and then it was the guy whose wife just had a baby, and she showed up a little late. After right, and we were and, surprised
2: and, and, they were there. Yeah,
0: yeah, Like we were amazed that they had just had a baby, and they were there. It was amazing that they they both showed up. It was so great. He was my groomsman,
1: so she was required to show up yeah, at least yeah. part of the
0: wedding. Yeah, sh- yes, she showed up and I was like, wow, you just had your baby and like you look this put together. So kudos to her for that. And then like being randomly interested in the bullshit that we were talking about. But yeah, like this conversation started out and Steph and I were talking and like, Stefan, you could tell I was keeping it at the most basic like, uh, I'm at a party and I don't want to uh, bore you with my totally. my annoying bullshit. Um, so I'm not going to go, but the, like they kept like trying to eke more out of us. And I was like, they
2: were like, they were like pulling it out. And I'm like, all right, let's go deep.
0: (laughs) I'm like, okay. Or people like, Oh, you're Tyler's friend from the podcast. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, we, we both collect video games. We got like a lot of video games, but then they like would ask specific questions and you're like, Oh, okay. So like, I know that this is probably boring for the rest of you, so I don't want to get into this. But all right, you asked me, so here we
2: go. Yeah, and they they just kept eating it up. So my point is, is that you can often read the room and make a judgment call as to where you should stop.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, just if I mean, like, the assumption though is that you're sitting around with a bunch of other collectors. Try to if if you're with collectors and not just like at a party, try to be kind of. A, I, I think. People tend to be too vague to other collectors when we could be a little bit more specific because I think right now, uh, especially now, that not all forums are dead, but there's a lot of um, people who are newer or not as informed as they should be now, and we've all cited on brevity, and I think we're at a point where a lot of the influx into collecting right now needs more information than less.
2: Well, I mean, there's also, like, a a social issue that, like, there's a a lot of the, like, storied collectors in this hobby want nothing to do with those people and actively do not want them to succeed in this hobby. And so, like, are are brief on purpose uh, to specifically keep them uneducated.
0: Uh, Yes, that's also true.
1: I'm hoping that the influx of comic collectors, specifically, like, really dumb purchases that maybe we'll talk about at least one of them later in the show will lead to those types of people who are super motivated to get the best stuff. They, they will make these super detailed lists of variants of things like that, that the average video game collector is just like super Mario brothers. I just want one of those. Uh, like there's a bunch of people deep in the hobbies. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I know all 13 super Mario brothers variants or whatever there are in North America. But that they don't necessarily have all them. They're just, like, the weirdos who kind of document all that stuff. I'm hoping that the new people bring in a new wave of information, man.
0: I hope so. I hope there's a passion for that. Because right now, like, again, with the exodus of forums and, like, people posting and the death of Nintendo age, there, there's there been an information regression, right? We And then, like, the proliferation of bad information on places like Reddit and Facebook have people less informed than ever. And so I, I think... When conveying just anything about video games, it's it's gotten harder, and then like, let alone if you're trying to talk about set collecting. Well, let's talk about whether set collecting is dead. But before that, I do want to get to like uh, to what Tyler hinted at. My pal collecting has got my brain on fire for uh, why we just have have muted other systems when we say we have complete sets. Like just putting the box around it. Like for me, it's really easy for Super Nintendo. I was always like, oh yeah, it's like my brain always just discern assumed europe and japan and uh asia and the rest every region that wasn't north america they had uh they had famicoms or super famicoms but that isn't true they had you know nintendos and super nintendos and n64s like the names weren't different so i don't know why my brain just automatically did that so i don't know if you guys did you guys do that at all for sets what say the question again? I did not. Yeah, sorry,
2: it. I, I lost track. Sorry, maybe I, I wasn't really <laughs> super clear.
0: It just like when I was thinking about collecting for pallet, I real, I had this moment that I realized that in my brain, I had just kind of sanctioned North America as the only thing that was like Super Nintendo and Nintendo, but really, like I just made the rest of the world Famicom and Super Famicom when that wasn't true.
1: Oh, no, I did not do that at all. I just know to ignore those foreigners.
0: Yeah, so my brain, for some reason, was just like all that is Super Famicom stuff, especially because the Super Nintendo carts over there. Like, it's very confusing because it's called the Super Nintendo, but then their carts look like Super Famicom carts. And then in Japan and those regions, it's Super Famicom and they have the same carts as the European and PAL stuff. And you're just like, what is going on? But it's called Super Nintendo. Why didn't we all get, there's no consistency.
1: And their Super Nintendos also have the colorful buttons and we have the purple ones.
0: Yeah. My brain was just like, yeah, like the Famicom one. So my yeah. brain was just like, that's all Famicom. Just Super Famicom. I don't care. And then like I was thinking about it. I'm like, no, that's actually a Super Nintendo. So if I say I have a Super Nintendo set, I should at least go get those titles that were um, you know, re- unique to releases over there that that's what got me started and like really brought me on this kick that was just like my last point there um now now to set collecting is it dead stefan is set collecting dead
2: um i mean i think it's certainly not the like i i I feel like when i started uh in this hobby five years ago now everyone that was like everyone in my echo chamber who was also collecting we set collectors like i feel like i feel like not being a set collector has it used to be like well what do you mean you're not going for the set like everyone goes for sets like why wh- what's going on like whereas like it's not an exception to the rule now to be to to just like buy what you want or doing subsets like like when i started seeing people doing a lot of subsets i kind of went huh that's weird they're not collecting sets, you know. Um so I think um it's become especially now on the high end where you know there's such a big focus toward um collecting key titles. Um I think that that um collecting sets is more of a niche than it ever has been before or at least for a number of years.
0: What do you think, Tyler?
1: I'd say I'd mostly disagree. I know that I see, you know, obviously, uh, you know, some newer speculator type people coming in and they're only going after the key stuff. And then I do see more people kind of burnt out on set collecting who have sold off and they're just going after the stuff they actually like now. But on the other hand, if you go on places like Reddit with full of like the garage sale crowd and the thrift store crowd everyone wants a set they they don't want an nes set but they'll be like yeah i want the wii u set because it's like 1500 for the entire set and if i chip at that over time that's super attainable or they're going for 32x because it only has like one expensive game or they're going for you know xbox or or something that maybe has a lot of games and is is cheap to to chip away at and it's not as intimidating as you know super nintendo complete in box um I think there, there's definitely a bigger variety of ways people collect now because when every game cost $2 20 years ago, you know, it didn't make sense to like, be like, well, I'm going to buy the 50 games I want. I'm going to spend $150 and and that's it. Because, it, you know, 20 years ago, people didn't have, uh, you know, big collectors didn't have 10,000 games uh, sitting around. Uh, so there's always more to collect. But uh, no, I think, uh, I still think that, People interested in newer consoles who are still collecting, you know, stuff that we don't even think about because I'm just like, uh, PS3. Who would want a PS3? I think plenty of those people still want sets.
0: Okay. I, I like that you guys have differing opinions. And I I think I live somewhere in the middle of of both of those opinions. Uh, I, I I think a lot of set collecting is dead. I, I think a lot of the prices have become so absorbed and so ridiculous that um you know it's very hard to justify, or why would you even want to? Why would you want to go spend that money on that kind of stuff? But like you're you're not wrong when like I still think the dream of a lot of new collectors who stumble into it, like you get this passion, like oh man, maybe I could get every game ever. Like I, you know, that's still like the little kid dream. I could maybe have every game ever for this thing because I love it, and I don't think that's ever gonna die. I I think that's like a thing that people will think, and then the few extreme will do it. But I think the ability to do sets, especially on older stuff, is dead. Um, So I think, like, Tyler is right that they go for, like, they're just looking for stuff that's more obtainable. And then also, Tyler, I like what you said that it's the reason we have such a problem talking about sets right now is because. People are chopping them up into bigger and bigger subsets all the time and more different subsets are coming out because people need a way to chunk this up and make it. And now it's not an information overload, it's a price overload. It's it's a, a depth of wallet issue, not a depth of uh, knowledge. So, um, you know, people are are trying to construct ways and frameworks and, in order to, uh, you know, Say like, look, I completed this goal and, and that's important. It, it It is important in collecting. And I appreciate the people who do it because if you're just out there willy nilly, just buying everything, it is a, it's a long and difficult road and you will just wind up with a a pile of Madden's for every system and you will be sad one day.
1: I took something out of my eBay cart today because I'm like $17. I would rather have $17 towards stadium events. And I didn't buy
0: Ooh, it. It was awesome. What, what, what did you take out of your cart?
1: I'm not telling you. I'll tell you after the show. It was really stupid. Okay.
2: I'm embarrassed to say that's how bad it was. Do you have a stadium events fund, Tyler? I don't have a stadium events
1: fund. I have a price. It's $5,000. If a loose stadium events drops to $5,000, I will buy one. If it continues to go up, a loose NES game theoretically, if everything, all that matters is condition and importance now, loose stadium events should be going down in price, not up in price. I realize it's one of the most iconic collectible games of all time, but that's my price. Uh, I'm not going to try to chase it. I know it's a terrible time to buy it. I saw someone asking uh, $20,000 for one, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to play that game. But uh, if it comes down in price, I I, I, I do want one.
2: That, my, my point I, is, is that, that, you know, you can't, you're using logic of like oh i'd rather put this 17 dollars towards stadium events but you're not doing that like you're not actually going to put that but i'm putting
1: so i know i know stadium events is just kind of like theoretically the number one thing on my want list but because of all the other conditions it's it's not anywhere near the top of my want list you know but that'll go towards something that is at the top of my want list i want the the third left bros super mario 3 variant i think that would be a cool thing to have i think okay. it was i don't
0: yeah <laughs> just <laughs> kidding I just wanted to be contrary, but uh, about stadium events, have you considered just buying world class track meet instead? It's the same game. It's the same. <laughs> it is. Same, you
1: know, I, I haven't thought about just shifting my opinions and doing mental gymnastics. That would be so much cheaper.
2: <laughs> I haven't thought about just being wrong. <laughs>
0: uh or maybe they're not wrong if they have uh, if they have they can play every game like they don't have a, a regular super mario brothers either they've got a super mario and duck hunt they're like <laughs> i can play every game on the on the nes i've got every nes game johnny get the worldwide
1: set just get a pal stadium events for whatever that costs now well and probably get a sealed know, PAL stadium
0: events we we didn't get into that but like would well, I think I've asked this before? So does that count, right? So if I'm collecting, and I just want one of every game, right? We'll say title. If I go and I, can I go and get every one of every game, and there's just buy the PAL stadium events? Would would you call that a complete NES set? If I'm mixing all of my regions.
2: I would be okay with that in uh, if you kept it to the one title just cuz any more than that if you were like if you were like doing that for uh, like half your titles that would just be really confusing to explain and it would take you forever but if you were just if you just did it with stadium events as long as you answered the follow-up question honestly then I wouldn't have a problem with that because uh, I mean I did that for a long time. I had it. In fact, I still have it. Tyler, if you want to buy my uh, my Pal B copy, I have uh, it. I do
0: not oh, I do
2: not want to it. That's no, no.
1: another thing, like priority. I, I, I
0: want the thing. I need it. How much? how much is it? Do you really we'll, need it? We'll talk after.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, because
0: what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy one of every <laughs> I want one of every title for Ness, and I can just buy the PAL one and I'll have a complete set of of Nintendo games. Yeah, it's actually, not of super it's a, it's not Famicom copy. games. The Famicom game's right? even cheaper though. Yeah, but no. I'm not collecting Famicom. I'm collecting Nintendo, NES Nintendo.
2: So anyway, to, to Famicom
0: is a different thing.
2: To to answer my question, uh or answer to finish my answer. Um it, uh as long as you're if as long as you're willing to answer the follow-up question honestly. So like when I had my PAL B Stadium Events uh as my Stadium Events placeholder, I would say I had a a full set of NES games. And then the immediate follow-up question would almost always be, do you have stadium events? And then I, at that point I would qualify the fact that I have a PAL B stadium events. Uh, so, so, so I
0: think, I think the question would be different for me, but if that specific thing, I would say, yes, my, I, I do you have stadium events. I would say, yes, I do. And if they go, Oh, and then I would say, but I have games from every region. My stadium events is from, uh, you know, is a Pal B cart, just so you know. I also have Banana Prince and Euphoria, but those, and you know, and Parasol Stars. Those games didn't come out here, but I I have them. You know, they are from different regions.
1: And then my follow-up question to the person with a Pal B stadium events would be, are you happy? Uh, And everyone but Johnny would say, no. And you'd be like, yeah,
0: got stadium events, don't care. But that way, it depends on your, again, back to the goals. It depends on your goal. If my goal is just to have every NES game, right? Like, and and it's not. that That isn't, like, really my goal. It's something I have thought about doing. That's what I'm doing for Super Nintendo. I Like, I'm right now deciding I want all the unique titles um, that were released in Europe. So not just European exclusive, but if it was a Super Famicom that was also released in Europe but didn't come out here, I want that. I'm trying to decide if I need to get games that had a title change. I'm trying to decide what my rules are so uh for that because it has a different title. If I was doing the same thing for NES, then I would be happy with it because I'd just be like, look, I have one of every title. It doesn't matter. Like, there's no dishonesty there. I like you could like my Contra, I don't know Contra's a bad example. My Zelda could be a a pal Zelda too. Because if you become region free, like if you remove region as your qualifier, you're just saying, I want one of every title, then that changes
2: everything. It makes your set into a mess. So Tyler, does this bother me? Was a question that I asked myself. And that was the reason why I, Johnny actually knew me when I was putting this set together. So I would imagine he probably remembers this. I bought the Pal B copy and I let it sit on my shelf and I looked at it and I processed how I was feeling about that. And I came to the decision that, no, personally, it did not bother me that I had a placeholder copy of Stadium Events. And I, at that point, I moved on to my next set. It wasn't until I was financially able to, to get the, the game uh, as a gift from my wife that I even thought about it again. So for me personally, I, I thought about it. I made the decision that it did not bother me. And I moved on. Now, that would be a completely different, I'm sure, uh, could be a d- different scenario for each individual case. But for me, it wasn't.
0: Right. Like, my placeholder copy of Stadium Events, you know, it it doesn't bother me. Like, but if I was theoretically doing, if I was doing a world set and I was being a, or, or like a European, we'll, we'll say a PAL and an NTSC uh, USA set, it would not, it wouldn't bother me if my copy of Stadium Events was a PAL copy because I would be agnostic of region. Region is no longer my qualifier. I'm just trying to buy NES games. You're trying to buy like, licensed NES look- games because you get into unlicensed yes. and then right. it's almost right. impossible again, to win everything. Uh, again, there's all the caveats we have to talk about yep. with, with stupid set collecting. We didn't even talk right. about licensed in this whole episode, but it's fine. We, we talked a little bit uh, about it. Like, do you count license or unlicensed? I you know, does it count? Like that's that's the thing. About this whole episode, if you think we miss it, you just have to ask yourself, do you think it counts or it doesn't? And then you have to ask your one of my favorite episodes of the show, go go listen to that one. Um, but does it count and does it matter, or do you need to add a caveat? That and that's that's it. And who you're talking and that's why we talked so much about who you're talking to and how the message matters. So. All right, uh, I don't think we should, I'm aware, an hour and 47 in uh, to this, which I, I love because it's a fun topic for me, but I, I don't know if we're going to keep anyone engaged much longer. Sure. You guys want to move on to the next one, or you uh, you uh got? do you have more thoughts that you want to spit at this before we go?
1: At some point, I wanted to bring up that in my personal lists, I have the Aladdin NES games in the unlicensed list. Because in my brain, the Aladdin cartridge plus the Aladdin game combine to form a video game. Because it's not really like the 32x. The Aladdin cartridge is basically half it's of done. an NES cartridge. But then, it, even in the more inconsistent thing, which you won't like, is um, my Turbo Graphics list is every Turbo Graphics game, including Turbo Graphics CD, because yeah, I, yeah. I I've only ever had a PC Engine Duo, so I
0: just think of it as one console. As one console, yeah, but it's not. There's right. So for people who don't know, there's Turbo Graphics. There's like the. There's Turbo Graphics 16. There's Turbo Graphics CD, and there's Turbo Graphics Duo, and those all kind of had independent things. I mean, then if you get like PC Engine and and Super Graphics, like there's once you leave North America, it gets even stickier. But um, yeah, for the North American sets, like to me, it's three distinct systems
1: wait, that's three distinct systems wait, the, for you the
2: duo and the CD,
1: but the sega cd and thirty two x are all in Genesis. Yeah. so you're the opposite of me. That makes
0: no sense, Johnny. No, right. because it like i'll <laughs> I'll have to look. I, I I think we had this talk once, and i I don't know if I need to revise my thing. I'll have to like look at the turbo graphics boxes and see if it says like for play on a turbo graphics system, right? Because that there is a turbo CD system, right? um but like the turbo cd ones i'm more inclined but like a turbo duo is its own unit which is different than the turbo cd um like a turbo duo games i don't think run on the turbo cd
1: all right th- this is not the the reaction i expected cuz my my th- my thought process is totally different mine is basically random just based on what console i happen to own but uh well, all right we can I, uh, we can move on you
0: know, well and and like i want to just clarify for that too so i consider them for my list's sake like and even for and like I'll, I I don't want to be intellectually dishonest for my listing I keep I don't put my 32x games in the Genesis list it, it like when you put when I when I have the platform drop down it says 32x it doesn't say Genesis right because I yeah. I believe it should still be kept so I do separate them that way so I separate them that way like but when I'm thinking about them I think of I think of Sega CD and that all together and Turbo Graphics, I think of the same way of this kind of homogenized thing. Like this is my Turbo Graphics stuff, uh, and I like I don't think specifically this is my Turbo Graphics sixteen stuff. This is my Turbo CD stuff. This is Duo. I, I don't I don't do that. Um, but for like this, you know, for my lists, I do. I get. I'm, I make it uh, more specific, even though it should be like sub platform or something. I, I I'm unsure. Oh, exactly. sub
2: platform. Are we making right? a, a new like column in collecting? So I was just I was just because okay. I'm curious, and I'm standing right next to my Turbo Games. Uh, I pulled uh, this is I'm looking at Ys three right now, and they are very meticulous in referring to it as the um as the CD um yeah TurboGrafx CD, or actually they call it the Turbo Graphics CD player, which words me out a little bit, but okay
0: yeah so like is the 16 like oh, is, it f- the graphics, okay. so is it the turbo graphics okay so it does it does say
2: turbo graphics 16 C's? on the front of the games
0: <laughs> well and that's but that's like if you look at the turbo stuff it's super inconsistent like they are awful for consistency throughout packaging and like and labeling on the discs discs and hue cards so um anyways uh we got more questions on that any other caveats? Anything else you want to throw out to people? I don't. Okay. Man, I, I love that we got to have this talk. I, I hope people uh, are are as nerdy about it as I am and enjoy that. I hope you guys like going down the rabbit hole with me for, for this long. Um, anything else, Tyler? You want to? Anything? Nothing? <laughs> Any, Move Tyler? on to what?
1: Dude, can I give Tyler? A, quick, uh, yeah. a quick dumb sale update? I, I said last yeah. episode I don't like doing them, but then another one happened that's just so dumb. Sure. I feel like I'm obligated to bring it up on the show. A a second print, not that it matters. God of War sold for thirty one hundred dollars on Heritage auctions. Woo! I don't know, it, like if people, uh, it has to be that the buyer either didn't know what they were buying, or more likely, and
2: this was also a fake 10 sale. Days I have no idea. After. A the the same print in the same grade sold on eBay for what two fifty? Yeah, two fifty, and that was in a wada case, so it's already inflated
1: basically if it's in a wada case. Just to Which, so I don't know, I don't know. It all that sold
0: previously things. for like sixty five dollars, just the sealed version of it or something.
1: Yeah, so I don't I don't know anything about sealed games. One thing I do know is that uh, Bucky, who sells a lot of "quote unquote" overpriced sealed games on eBay, who if you bought anything from him ever, probably seems like an amazing deal now. He used to sell God of War one and two as a set for I think a hundred dollars for both of them, and it was probably the second print of God of War. And now just the God of War 1 sold for 3100 which will never repeat. It makes absolutely no sense. It's just, I'm just well, throwing it out yeah. there as another example of weird, uninformed collectors.
2: That community, that community is such a, like, insular bubble and they only feed off of each other. Like, they don't, those people aren't, like, buying games and then going out after the fact to see if they're, they were if anyone can invalidate their thirty one hundred dollars purchase, they just want to be secure in the fact that they've made this good purchase. Thirty
1: one hundred dollars must be nothing to them, like
2: literally nothing. Like my sixteen dollars. I'm just saying that it's that it's I a it's a ripe. Just the the circumstances of the environment are such that it is very likely that something like that could indeed happen again, and and probably will.
0: well. And that's why I threw out last episode with the with the six thousand dollars sale for the the duo, like maybe you know and like there's a thing maybe you just have a lot of money or a lot more money than i do and that like that's who gives this money to you like maybe $3000 just doesn't matter maybe 3000 to them is just like that's my uh that's it's like some comic of book my I budget buy now. that that's my bu- that's like my lunch budget for a week i guess so but whatever that's not that big a deal or something like who who knows what that what that amount of money means in their life like if you think about people who are stupid rich like six thousand dollars is uh you know not a lot they they've they've bought bottles of wine more expensive than that and then drank those bottles of wine and thrown thrown away their trash so you know it's just
2: depends on your which to be clear that trash is the rest of humanity yes yeah
1: <laughs> all right uh, i just want to say that it's not like they didn't check ebay or anything because there was one other god of war sale in wada uh it is in lower grade but it went for 138 dollars. so you know 30 times what it sold for six months ago maybe. woo um goodbye so actually I, I was thinking about bringing this up uh, there was another sale which was surprising to me it was a loose hot slots what do you think a loose hot slots went for
0: Four hundred and fifty dollars,
1: right? Like that's what you would think. It went for a thousand dollars. I feel how yeah. hot slots has been a thousand dollars for what a decade? Like, yeah, absolutely does not phase the market when a loose hot slots comes up.
0: No, like so hot weird. slots, bubble bath, babes. Those are those are all like they've always been a thousand dollars. They've been a thousand dollars since when I when the idea of spending a thousand dollars on a game made me want to throw up. Yes, and now it just makes me like a little uncomfortable. Oh, it's it's. Oh man,
1: I can't find it now. I really hope I didn't uh, mess up. Someone's gonna get on me for saying that now.
0: Was it a, was it a Bubble Bath Babes? I think
1: there'll be a They're deal for a
2: Bubble Nobody bath cares. Babes. Nobody cares about that unlicensed garbage.
0: Yeah. Uh, see, that's the other thing that shifted is back in the day because people were so obsessed with Nintendo and only focused on like NES. Um, that things like they were going deep and getting weird, s- like Bubble Bath Babes and the Pan Asian games and fighting over all the unlicensed stuff. Now people are like, that's all trash. No one cares about that. No one no one has any mind share invested into those games. Uh, Bubble Bath Babes is is more interesting than uh, a lot of the unlicensed stuff because it's like a porno game and that's like an interesting subset. But uh most of that stuff is just trash that no one knows anything about. Like what's what's buy Mario and Zelda and Metroid? Why what are we dealing with this other garbage for? Well
1: you, you found your you found your audience, Johnny. I just like... want to correct myself. It was, in fact, a peekaboo poker, which I think okay. is interesting because I always think of peekaboo poker and bubble bath babes as being slightly above hot slots. I feel like hot slots is the least desirable one.
0: And just uh, yeah, I the fact so. that I... this
1: went for uh, $1,080 means it really probably went for something like $800 plus buyer's premium. Just such a normal price. Very strange to see for such a traditionally collectible game. Like going back decades, people have wanted... The penesians
0: yeah. Right. Well, and but see, that's uh, we talked about. It. it was a little bit last, like that's like base level. That's like where they're at right now. But if the collection, if collecting keeps going, this is a thing I don't think people fully processed. Like if people keep st- keep collecting, and like I yes, I know that or, they're all just a bunch of resellers and they're all just flipping. But if some percentage of those all get gobbled up, right, and they just land in actual collectors' hands and then never leave. Then they will look for other things to go collect, or they may go deep, and then, then that stuff will come later. Like this, that's not the, it's not the first stuff you would buy. You would buy your Mario's and your Zeldas first, because that, is, and that's the stuff you have nostalgia for. That's the stuff you go to first. Um, yeah. It's weird get stuff real comes. Weird. La- the weird stuff comes later. It's that's it's not the time for that stuff. So if you're yeah, interested but- in like speculating, that's maybe where I would start to buy the weird stuff now while it's not as expensive.
2: Yeah, well, and to your to your point, like that, that might happen relatively quickly because there is a genuine, you know, lack of supply. And if the demand continues, if more and more of these, uh, just to to make the easy argument, more and more of these comic people keep pouring into the market, there's not going to be any more supply. And so, like that could happen really, really fast. I mean, I, I sort of watched it happen with, you know, you guys had said, remember when I said I was scared people were going to start coming after uh, the weird that I collect? Like, and you're like, oh, no, that had... You, 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 I think you got plenty of time. I think that's Tyler's quote. I think you got plenty of time before that happens. Well, I did not have plenty of time before that happens. So I think, I like, think you have a, a lot, Stefan. <laughs> huh? I think you no. have a lot. You had enough I'm time say- to get a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, but... But that's that's that doesn't justify the argument because I tend to do things quickly. Um, that's what she but, said. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but all, all I'm saying is that you know because there's so little supply of everything, um, that that shift to the exterior markets um, is is probably going to happen much much faster than we're prepared for. I mean it's. Happening now with PS two, <laughs> so I mean that uh, that just doesn't make sense.
1: Like that's God of War. Like what? Like is every like big any random big game like Super Mario Galaxy two, Uncharted, uh, The Last of Us? Like those, would, There's too I, many of them to be worth a thousand dollars. But no how, how
0: much uh, demand there is uh, there. Well, look, I believe there's too much demand, but I I believe that uh, there's so much supply. I do believe that if you. Like, owning the best games for all the systems if you collect video games is not a bad idea. Like, if you went and bought all the first prints of Uncharted to make sure you had those, you're probably going to get those relatively cheap, and it's probably not a bad buy in the long run. Don't go crazy. Don't spend $3,000 God of War money. But, like, I don't think it's a mistake to, like, necessarily get those because you may get to a point where, where people go after that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a question of when, right. It's, yeah. but that, you know, and it's, we well, just don't know what the time when
0: it, when and if, cause we don't know, we don't know how it's going to shift, right? Like, because uh, as the market moves on um, and people get older and age out and new people are aging in their interest may not be there. Like I, I don't know in 10 years how much, wh- where the nostalgia is going to be. Are people going to be like, man, I really got to get a switch set like is that going to be a thing or like i really there, have to you said a, uh,
2: but there's also a subset of the market right now that that doesn't isn't driven particularly by nostalgia they're driven by the nostalgia of other people the, who then identify games that they should get and then they just buy up sure, those games sure those um,
0: those people but there's so much there's so much of like ps4 and ps3 and ps2 games sure. like i that's what i'm saying it, it takes it still takes uh, an audience bigger than that to come in. So video game is collecting, even with, uh, the new supply of people is still relatively small, right? So it's not at like, uh, we've, we've had this talk before and we can go down, uh, later another time. Uh, like the comparison between coin collecting and tower, like brought up that interesting, like how dealers have like pretty much, uh, they've made the market so incestuous that, uh, a coin that's relatively in high supply they won't ever like really put it out there for a cheap price because that would just deflate the market. So it's always going to be artificially high. Right. So, um, you know, I don't know if we're there yet, but like, yeah, it could get there, but yeah, we'll, at some, at some we'll point they may all just
3: be,
2: At some point, they may just all be paying each other. Like, um, I have noticed recently in uh in the ad space in this is kind of a non sequitur, but it is related. Um, in the ad space for mobile games, it's uh these you know hyper casual free to play mobile games that are only advertising other hyper casual free to play mobile games, and then you go over to that game, and it's advertising the game that you were previously at. So like the advertisements in games right now are is that kind of incestuous secular thing it's it's fascinating to watch they're all just paying each other yep um
0: uh, it, it's gonna be weird too and like the other thing and it's like what i preach is we haven't had the curve is not big enough yet we don't know like on a time chart this is such a small amount of time that we don't know real, real trends ever like people would come out so this the game work is dead and i'm like Literally not enough time has passed, literally not enough time has passed to make like even a good trend line. So just literally, please. And like, and I mean that as the definition that, uh, five years ago, not now of what literally means, (laughs) uh, please, there's not enough info. We don't have enough data yet. Yes. You can start to observe things and make note of that, but to make bold claims and like holistic statements is a lot harder.
1: As reserved investments would say, if you have a bunch of money and you are literally one person, it is not hard to manipulate a market. Um, you're you're kind of talking about like this god of war, like it'll be a trend, like and it could happen again and things like that. It doesn't matter because it's such an objectively stupid sale that. I just wanted to look at it as a curiosity of something that happened compared to Peekaboo Poker, which I feel like maybe it was ignored because it was a loose cartridge. And a lot of these people are just like sealed, sealed, sealed. They don't care about it if it's not sealed because they're so condition sensitive from comics that like a loose cart is just like it's it's incomplete. It's like not even a complete object who could possibly care about a thousand dollar loose cartridge.
2: So, Tyler, and I and I asked this question, not entirely being a troll, but <laughs> how many How many objectively stupid sales of an item have to happen before it stops being objectively stupid?
1: It has to stabilize in price. If that continued. Enough so that it clearly is stabilized. So $9,000 not for resale Halo has... It's still sold for dumb prices, but like the last one, I think, went for $4,500, $5,000, something like that. So thousands of dollars swing, still way, way too far up there. But it hasn't stabilized, so it 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 doesn't exist yet. Like you know, thirty six thousand dollars or thirty three thousand dollars, whatever that Zelda two sold for, that is not the price of a Zelda two now.
0: Uh, yeah, I want to see that price consistently over a year and like at least a month, like
2: one a month. Thank and you then, for actually answering my question, but, Johnny.
0: No, it has to be more <laughs> than a year. I think it has to be. I I think at the rate of the know. market, I think at the rate of the market right now, if a game sells at least once. Once a month for a year, then you can say that the trend of this price is real, not not a dumb one-off, right? Not like not this isn't just dumb. You can still say this is dumb, and people are still overpaying, but like at least then it's an actual trend and not a goof.
1: All right, I think it also matters, you know, in relation to everything else on the market. What first of all, it's the wrong it's the wrong thing for God of War because. If there was some, if you had three thousand dollars to spend on God of War, you could easily buy multiple first print copies. The more important thing.
0: Yeah, well, that's like that was our problem with the six thousand dollars sales, right? Like, they're like if you said one was like a, a really dedicated, uh, you know, GameCube collector, that makes sense. But if you were just buying it like as a speculation because you thought it was a hot property there are so many better things to buy for $6,000. You could buy 10 better things that will be holistically a better investment for you in the long run than, than that thing. And that, like the same thing about God of War. Like if that was just like, maybe there's something weird about that. But if you, like $3,000 in, in video games is still a lot of money and you can buy much cooler, much more desirable, easy to flip things than that.
1: Which Guys, is I'm why looking that's forward to, uh, to Uncharted 3 selling for $1,000. I are, hope so. To be clear, Uncharted 3 is probably the most common Uncharted game sealed. I don't know why. I mean, maybe Uncharted 4, maybe it's like still in production. You can get Uncharted 3 for less than 10 bucks. And also, Uncharted 3 is nobody's favorite Uncharted game. But I'm looking forward <laughs> to the day because it says Uncharted on it.
0: Man, Uncharted 2 is so good, though.
1: Oh, Uncharted 2 is so good. It's so good. I used to play it every, I used to come home from college, like come home from class, I would sit down, I would play through the entire game. It would take me
0: like eight hours. I love that game. It's a good game. It's a real good, and I love the length, because it, it's just the perfect little bite of video game, You're like, ah, I got everything I needed out of a game in this time frame. Uh, uh, all right, Andrew Hyrule Vice does not like the Uncharted games. Uh, Andrew is um, a person I like, but is wrong. Um, So here let's just I don't
2: like that it was so successful that it like spun up uh, essentially a genre of climbing games Um, I don't know I I would like Uncharted more if if it like the later like I I really enjoyed the first two Uncharted, but uh, but then like there was like then Assassin's Creed spun up and everything was Assassin's Creed and like it I don't know. I just I I I wish it was a unique genre
0: I don't and know I, would I enjoy
2: it more if it was. I
0: I don't think like that's any worse than just having like like platformers like that that kind of adventure game for modern consoles isn't a problem with me. Like the to- the new Tomb Raiders I enjoy a lot just like the Uncharted's they are similar enough. I've liked every Uncharted game even the spin off. I liked all the to- Tomb Raiders. I enjoy playing them. Yeah, I like I all of them.
2: Fortune is hundred and fifty bucks sealed.
1: That that's been going up in price. Uh, that's been going crazy. I mean probably because of all the nonsense in the market, but. Right. I I literally bought mine for six dollars last year because <laughs> oh. I was talking about how I'm buying my favorite game sealed just to get it out of the way in case. So yeah.
0: That's that's what I'm saying. T- like that's. Wait, like and my... I'm
1: the profit, dude. That was a good move. Well, because yeah, they were all six dollars. What was I gonna do? Lose money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were gonna <laughs> uh, lose just, money. Watch out, buying sealed Uncharted guys. There's a there was a controller bundle. It has a little bar at the top, I think, that says not for resale. There's like some little skinny bar at the top. Uh, you don't want that bull copy. You want a real black
0: label copy since, since I don't care about sealed games. I'm like, cool. because I have my original uncharted two that I bought on launch day and I'm like, this is the one I played. So I'll always feel good about it. All right. Let's move into the second half of the show. Like we, we are, we love to talk apparently guys. We missed it last time. We didn't talk about what we were playing. We talked about what we bought a lot though. So what are we, uh, what are we buying and playing right now? Tyler, no, don't start with me.
1: Start with Stefan. I want to
2: get obliterated. No, I'm sure I don't have anything like spectacular. I'm just l- l- looking. Didn't he at
0: say that story. last week? And then he's like, "I got an Earthbound." <laughs> no, printer, no, 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 no. And no. I've got like that's literally how it started.
2: What did I buy? Uh, hold on.
0: So much stuff you can't remember. See, Johnny, you should go first. No, I'm not going first, Tyler. I like to go last and just... All right,
1: I bought a, a loose then. copy of Syndicate, which was the second biggest SNES game I needed uh, for my set. that Pagane have left. Also, were we talking about this on the show? I think this was before the show. So I thought the guy sent me a different game um, because it was in slightly worse condition than what I bought. And it's because he tried to clean it. So the game I bought was stickered up and had... A uh, sharpie on the cartridge, and he cleaned it up, but he didn't do like a great job of it. So that's oh, don't clean your games. Send me the item in the picture. Anyway,
0: yeah, well, I mean, I mean, he was trying to do a U.S. solid.
1: I bought a an N64 complete copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, because oh, it has uh, it's been on my want list and it's been like super low priority. And then they announced the remakes and like literally seven minutes after they announced that i'm like I'm, i went to ebay and i bought the cheapest one because uh with n64 prices these days that's a very playable game i feel like it could easily be like 50 dollars overnight and that it was like a 30 dollar game so i agree yep and then uh i think the only other exciting thing that i actually have in my hand and by exciting i mean no one even knows what it is is relics and kuru Yos- yosai for the famicom disk system it What's is uh, one of the Famicom Disk System games that comes in a big box, which is always interesting. So it has the it has a big cardboard box, and then inside it is the regular sized Famicom disk thing, and then has a separate monster manual. And oh. it is sort of like Metroid, except every aspect of it is completely horrible. It is, it is a garbage, unplayable game. Even if you pretended you like the awful, slow, plotting gameplay, it has load times in between every screen. Like, imagine if Metroid had load oh, times gross. in between every screen.
0: It's a really bad game. Uh, but it comes in a big box, and it's cheap. So um, Metroid yeah. does have load times, but they, they're they cleverly disguised. Sure.
1: Unlike Animal Crossing New Horizons load times, which are f***ing unacceptable,
0: I don't know anything about it. I've never played a minute of it.
1: Well, get 400 hours in and 50 of those hours are going to be load times.
0: Woo. That sounds really great.
1: Load times or, or lengthy dialogues that you've already seen before. Like every time you want to visit someone else's island, it's like, oh, you want to visit someone else's island? Whose island do you want to visit? Do you want to visit them locally or over online? Oh, online. Did I get that right? Okay. Let me connect you to online do 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 no oh. i'm bored like i'm already bored just stop
2: johnny i have i have come to the conclusion that tyler only plays games for any length of time that cause him pain
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think that's <laughs> correct uh, nice okay. summation
2: like that that's that's one I mean, how often does he talk about like he's like, Oh, I'm playing RuneScape. It's ruining my life. Well like, that is all... a life ruining game. I don't think every, every, only but every game well, every game you play, it's it always ends with it's ruining my life.
0: The only <laughs> game you don't ever say that about is like, ah, oh, I played Ninja Gaiden 2, and it was beautiful.
2: <laughs> yeah. And now I'm gonna go play something with Ada that's ruining my life.
0: Yeah. Everything else is ruining your life. It's true.
1: So. And hey, also, guys, I uh, I played RuneScape. So it's <laughs> ruining my life.
2: Play games that don't ruin your
1: life. I just got my fishing level up to fifty, so I can catch
0: swordfish now. Oh my I- god! Stop playing RuneScape. the The skill leveling in that is so bullshit and stupid. Our, you're never getting those days back. It's, yeah, what right. I, I think
1: I got nine days on my account now. Ugh. Gone, poof, from my life.
2: This is also the part of the show where we get Piper giggling. That's it's. She seems to. It seems to be like clockwork. She knows what time it is. It's midnight. Put that young lady to bed. Okay. <laughs> come on,
0: no, don't. He doesn't want to have this conversation on Facebook again.
2: It's it's Rona country, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, she goes to but bed do whenever people she actually wants. get on your case about that. Oh, constantly. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, yeah, here's your thing. The minute you put a picture of your child doing something that another parent wouldn't do on Facebook, then they feel like they're entitled to come and tell you how to do stuff with your children.
2: Yeah, let me tell you how many times a day people want to just, like, check in to make sure Piper still likes her haircut. F*** you. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, are you sure you didn't f*** up being a dad? <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly the tone.
0: Hey, uh, Stefan, just real quick, though. Does Piper
2: like her haircut? Cause She, no, she <laughs> just kidding. loves, she loves her haircut.
0: It's cool. Piper and I have the same haircut. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We actually like all of us have the same haircut right now. We all did the Corona cut together uh, and right. shaved our heads. So that's cool. Stefan, what are you playing and what are you buying? I always feel like the Resident Evil 4 guy when I said, what you buying? What you selling?
2: Like that guy. I've been, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft uh it's you know towards the end of the expansion so anytime that's the case then they like give you all sorts of like oh it's easier to get rep or it's cheaper to get this or whatever so i'm like i'm playing i'm getting my character ready for the next expansion okay. um so i've been playing a lot of wow why um, a
1: giant bee in that and i don't like it
2: i do i have a giant bee mount and he makes me so happy but uh but yeah that's pretty much uh all i've been playing i think um oh no obviously i've been i'm continuing to stream the earthbound prototype i've been doing that a lot actually and so uh so yeah i've been playing earthbound and i've been playing uh world of warcraft that's that's my plan what'd you buy uh buying actually like i'm for the first time in a long time i can say i've actually only bought games i was just looking at my yeah what what DS uh, games did you oh, buy? No no no, I I, I lied. Uh, I bought games and a laserdisc player.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Oh, probably a really good one too. I did buy a very good. LaserDisc player.
0: Why? There's no such thing as a really good laserdisc player like this. Oh no such Johnny, it's a really good VCR. You haven't have gone through the phase of, of, car- of
1: buying like ex-school laserdisc players that have like oh. districts blah, 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 written on the top no, of them in Sharpie.
0: All, they're all bad. They're all very expensive. Ronnie, I could be back. spending
2: three thousand dollars in God of War. This is like a, you know, like a, hey, you could be buying drugs with that money, kind of conversation. <laughs> I feel like
0: <laughs> maybe just go buy drugs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better.
0: Maybe <laughs> at this point,
2: I, I like <laughs> a yeah, heroin but... habit would be more reasonable than buying a laser display. <laughs> yeah, so resale value on drugs is amazing, though, right? That that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I've been buying a lot of um, sealed stuff, honestly. But like, gross. Not- not uh, not anything that you would assume that I'd be buying. It's all stuff that, like, things that I worked on. I bought a sealed copy of Fairly Odd Parents for the Xbox. Anybody clamoring for that? Uh, That's going to be, yep. like, a $200 game next year. Come on, Stephen. No, no it is Stop not. This now that, it, now that I've bullshit.
0: said it. Nope, it's yeah. going it's to be a $3 game property.
2: Uh A sealed copy of Monopoly for Super Nintendo. <laughs> like Stuff like that. Uh, Battle Clash. You know, all these things that no one's clamoring for. <laughs> I don't think I've spent this over. Segment.
1: This is, you're embarrassing yourself.
2: No, I'm just I, I'm just not collecting for the same motivations that other people I are. I'm were, just. Thought you were gonna tell me
0: about some cool DS games
2: you bought. I'm doing that same thing, Tyler. I'm doing.
1: I know, the
0: same I know.
2: Thing. You're doing we're exactly doing what I'm games doing. Games I, it,
1: I'm totally doing it as a joke because I bought shit, like Uncharted and and whatever. And now I might Did-
2: buy our Uncharted. God damn it!
1: Yeah, dude, Uncharted. Oh, the first Uncharted game, not the best mm-hmm. Uncharted game. But, but all of dispersed anymore. But
2: none matter. of the speculators know that because they've never played any of them. My
0: Uncharted 2 is uh, the special edition one, the annoying one. or special edition ever.
2: So, okay, off
1: topic, I've been uh, like deciding what versions of modern games to buy, and I almost always want the standard edition. Yep. Like I was, uh, I needed a copy of Halo 3, and I looked at the limited edition. Like, because the prices are basically the same because they're all worthless. And it's like, no, I just want the regular Halo three. That's the box art I know and love, not this sh-ty tin case that says three on it.
2: Well, and a lot of times too now they're just putting they're just putting retail copies of the games in these big boxes, or or no copy of the game in the big box. Well, but like <laughs> but, uh... but
0: the Halo one, all three versions of Halo three, the main three that were released anyways, all had like different box arts. So there was like the tin one, and then there was the one that came in the helmet, and then there was like the standard one that was all different box art. It was really gross. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a standard guy. I, I have the helmet. It's terrible be, because it's got like the statue in it. It's like that little like cabinet or whatever, but the cabinet doesn't stay closed. The door always f***ing opens. Real annoying. I like the coin and stuff in it. Everything else is garbage.
2: Oh, I uh, I also bought a few more long box PS1 games. I'm almost there, guys. I'm like.
1: I, I hear I that's a terrible set to be going for right now. So, geez.
2: Well, I have all the anything of merit I have out of the way. It's just like. It's the common stuff just waiting for it to come up.
0: A real question. Did you buy any cereal boxes? Not this week. Okay.
1: Okay, Johnny, uh, I, I'm sorry. I need to do, do derail us again. Uh, so I've been pretending to know what you're talking about with Uncharted 2 Special Edition. I have no f-ing idea what you're talking about. I know about uh, the Fortune
0: Hunter Edition. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of the Uncharted 3 Special Edition. I can't Maybe I can inflate them. The, the closer there's, you get
1: to modern times, the more I'll believe there's just some stupid Special Edition that I don't care about.
0: Okay. Let's see. Um, yeah, maybe I have it backwards um, because I, one of them I bought the special edition for and it was like a real. F- oh, yeah. It's three that has the dumb box. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, Drake's Deception. It okay. comes with like a little statue, which is fine, but it comes in like this cabinet, like a wardrobe. You're like, all right, does this take me to Narnia? No, it takes me to uh, uh, Annoyance. That's the only place it goes. Um, it's awful. Yeah,
2: no, the Tyler, we should just, two we should is just start like, slowly slipping in fake variants of modern games <laughs> and just like just, in this segment, it. just just yeah, just talk about like games that just do not exist that we bought <laughs> just that this whole uncharted three segment was made up.
0: Yeah. yeah. You no guys boxes. don't have uncharted two black. Yeah. There's a black <laughs> steel book. It's completely black. It's a, in a uh, gold. It says Drake's fortune on it. Uh, you, you know, there have would this be one? a
2: certain sub subset of our audience that would go insane <laughs>
0: Yeah, the it, only place you could get it was on the Naughty Dog website. So you it's had to get the pre-release
1: thing. You had to get use your forum points to buy it. Right. And uh, the website's <laughs> right. offline, and it's not on Internet Archive. How crazy! is and
2: that? And that is not the same release as the Del Taco release. Just to be, <laughs> just to be clear. Yep, they're very similar. Rough, rough out there. Rough out there. Have Once says Del Taco.
0: Have you seen the Del Taco version of uh, the PS2? It's c- crazy.
2: Okay,
1: guys, just to implant the idea, because I know we do have a bunch of listeners, someone start making hoax video games like a Del Taco PS2 or something, but with like really legit looking box with like a real picture that you're taking of it, and start getting people to think there's a Del Taco PS2.
2: I want I want this so bad. I want this to happen so bad. <laughs> I want the speculators to be frothing for games that don't exist. No,
0: that, no one's speculating on this stuff. Get out of here. Uh, let's treat our audience nicely. Um guys. Here's what I'm I'm playing right now. I'm playing a little bit of Final Fantasy V. Tower does not approve on on how I'm playing it because uh, I'm using a Retron 5 because it is the easiest way for me to play it on my television.
1: It's uh, fine. I would I would probably play it on an emulator too. I don't think I have an SNES flashcard.
0: I mean it. It is. I am using my my cartridge. My cartridge is in there. An actual Final Fantasy. Oh,
1: never mind. I don't approve of this. Never mind, dear.
0: Um, and I am using the save because I like. I sometimes I go to bed and I have my little SP that I bring with me and then just slam it in there. So I'm I'm using both, but um, for when I want to play on the big TV, I'm using the Retron because it just looks better than the Game Boy Player. Like I, I tested them both out, and the Game Boy Player just it doesn't look as nice. And, do you have uh,
2: the Do you have the black one or the gray one?
0: Uh, the black one.
2: Good. Um, they, they 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 don't death grip the carts as badly.
0: Yep. And the gray
2: ones, dude. I want
0: the spice ones. orange one. That's the one I want to go with my spice <laughs> orange GameCube controller. Wait, you're I talking about a
1: GameCube Game Boy player? There's a gray one? Or you mean the, like a silver one for the match the silver, platinum?
2: Oh no, I was talking about the Retron.
1: Oh whatever. Oh this oh. <laughs>
2: There's a, there's a, there's like an SNES colored gray graham purple one or graham blue one. Yeah. And then there's a black one and the black one is the second release, the first release. If you are going to buy a Retron, please buy the black ones.
1: If you're going to buy a Retron, just wait for Polymega, which is apparently just a Retron, but at least made by emulator people who kind of care. Yeah, but
2: that's... But that's like it. You can't. that's not. It can't be a blanket recommendation because the price points are drastically different. I want to have a. I want to
0: have a whole conversation about like the Polymega later uh, because it's about to come out. Um, Well, that's going to be like a whole segment of an episode at least. Well like I want to talk about what we think it's going to do to some of the game systems that it plays for. If we think it'll move anything, Um, we'll we'll have that talk maybe in an episode or two. But, uh, anyways, I'm playing that. That's the only thing I'm playing, and I'm only playing that once in a while. I don't even have that many hours into it. Um, just slowly chipping away. I was going to play Final Fantasy uh, six, but then I was like, man, everyone goes and plays 6 I haven't played five in a long time, so let me go do that instead. So, that's what I did instead of replaying Final Fantasy VII. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, I'm not playing anything else. I am buying stuff uh i'm buying just still gba stuff guys just it's not like it's exciting if you like gba but you know i i don't know how pumped anybody is for like um uh let's see like iridian 2 i bought i know tyler's i got a neat from tyler oh, on that one
1: i like iridian 2 it's cool it might have been because i i bought it at a time where all gba games were worthless but iridian 2 was still like a 20 dollar cartridge so I feel like the market has told me that it's a cool game. And now that's always stuck in my head.
0: Okay. Like I got serious Sam, which is like kind of hard to pick up. Um, I got like, you know, I I got stuff like this. Uh, I got, um, like men in black Two. the thing that I was excited to buy. And this is like a weird thing. Um, uh, the men in black Two is game boy color, by the way, just because there's a men in black on the GBA. I want to just be specific. I bought a Wii game, guys. It happened. Anybody shocked? No one? (laughs) No? No Um, one shocked Was it Wii Sports? No.
1: It's a popular game to buy right now.
0: Yeah, no. I I bought Coraline for uh, the Wii to go in my Halloween games. I also bought it for the PlayStation 2.
1: Oh, okay. As Uh, someone who... You have over 1,000
0: Wii games? I don't have Coraline, and you would think- I'm shocked uh, that you don't have Coraline. Right? Well, you'd think that Coraline would be dog shit common, and you were 100% wrong. It's actually like a rare game for the system and kind of expensive.
1: I would have figured you'd target it anyway, though.
0: I, You know, I thought so, too. And when I was like, I went to go get it, because- uh, So, here's some of my bad parenting. Uh My son gravitates to certain movies. Shrek is one of them. And, like, he'll sit down and, like, sit through that, even though he's, like, 18 months. Uh, but one that even surpassed Shrek. And that is like, kind of scary. But he loves Coraline. Loves this movie. Like, if he, Coraline is great. I love Neil Gaiman and everything. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. I saw it in the theater. I have nothing wrong with it, except that my son, this is, like, one of the few movies he'll just, like, sit down and sit through. So I was like, man, I got to go check and make sure I have, like, these Coraline games. Because anything he's interested, I like to have. So I was like, well, you know, he may want to see that or maybe I can I Figured maybe I can play those games and he'll be interested. And at least that I'm not watching the same thing. At least I'll be playing the same thing. So I was like, oh, I'll go grab my Coraline and I'll like I'll set up the Wii if I have to or the PS2. And I'm like, I don't have Coraline on the PS2. OK, that makes sense. And then I'm like, wait, I don't have it on the Wii. What do you mean? I don't have it on the Wii. And then there's a DS version. I'm like, well, <laughs> there's there- a
1: Wii game I don't have. This is very disturbing.
0: Well, especially in Coraline too, because it is one hundred percent in my wheelhouse. It is also one of my wife's favorite movies. Uh, you know, it it it's a it's a staple in the house. Uh my wife, uh, you know, her favorite books are by J.K. Rowling and Neil Gaiman. That those are her two authors. Those are like so her library is, you know, a bunch of international Harry Potter books and then a bunch of Neil Gaiman books. Uh so anything to do with Neil Gaiman, she's in for. Uh so you would think I would have these already. Nope, it was very shocking to me. So yeah, I was like, well, instant correction mode. Let's go buy this. And then I was like, oh, well, surely I have the DS game because I've got like 700 DS games. And again, this would be you would think something I would target. Nope, don't have it on the DS, and it's stupid hard to find on the DS. Harder it's to find on the A- DS.
1: Popular movie. All I, I haven't seen. That. I just remember it. I just know it's uh, like scary, and people were like, oh, this movie's scary.
0: I don't know if it is. Uh, like a popular game. It, it was like a fairly popular movie. It's made 125 million. I would call that yeah. pretty popular. Well, and it was, you know, well received and like well reviewed and the story is interesting and stuff. So, you know, it, it's an interesting movie. It's claymation. So if you hate claymation, you're not going to like it. it's by the same guy who directed nightmare before Christmas. Um, Henry, Henry Selick or Selick or something like that. Um, anyways, so I bought that. Th- those were my, those were my big purchases. That's what did I did. You just did. blow my
2: mind in telling me in, in informing me for the very first time in my life that Tim Burton did not direct Nightmare Before Christmas. That is correct. Huh. Mind blown. Learn something new every day. Yep. Yeah, I would have guessed that too. So. Yep, like it's a
0: Tim Burton movie, like clearly, but uh, he did. He was not the director. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm like ninety nine percent sure on that. And now I like. No, you're right.
1: Did you just uh, Google it on the Wikipedia yeah. doing, doing the hot lookups of the things our listeners who want to know who directed the nightmare before Christmas Johnny's give like, someone like some variant tip or something just to make up for this conversation
0: Uh nightmare before Christmas the best version to get is the GBA one with the lenticular cover it's a different game it's not just the standard PlayStation uh, game or or that it, it, or xbox one it is it's actually its own thing it's nightmare before christmas the pumpkin king so it has a separate title it's awesome go grab it
2: in right. fact i worked on that so
1: cool yeah cover like lenticular awesome. cover i'll take anything with a lenticular cover i'll take as a fun fact yep uh oh go get and, pac-man uh, 2 on Sega genesis
2: yeah more and you want me to sign that game just send it to me i,
0: I sure sign it. i sure don't um <laughs> But what I would recommend uh, if you like Coraline and you're interested in the PAL copy, you can get a PAL one. They're expensive there too. But I like it it's got the more colorful cover on it. I, I I'm torn on which cover I like best. But um Yeah, I think Coraline too. I think the cover that for PlayStation, I think it looks better in a PlayStation 2 case than a Wii case, but I like the I like it on Wii, the PAL version on Wii cover better than um the American release or the U.S. release, I should say. Not U.S. North American. God damn it. Whew, there we go. I'm
1: going to cut you off here, Johnny, because it's very late. Stefan, to go. do you have anything else you played or bought?
2: Nope. Well, I just bought Uncharted.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well, you Jesus Christ. Um, you don't need to cut me off. I was done.
1: Okay. Now I now to make you sure, sure you are done. Wait, was Stefan going? I don't even remember no, where, where we are in this. We got I'm such a the, tangent.
0: I wanted to be at the end so we could just do the thing and end oh, it.
1: Okay. Okay. Stefan, yeah. you really just bought a sealed Uncharted. Just buy it now. Just whatever was available. Thirty-six dollars. It sounds like you bought the wrong version.
2: No, I bought one. that I bought an employee copy with a with a slash through the barcode. That's the wrong. Because I don't. Because I don't give. A <laughs> f-
0: <laughs> okay. Because he likes employee-owned things, so this makes sense to him. This fits. Mm.
1: Yep. Mm, it's on brand. It's on brand. It's part of his personal
0: set. Bring it all together, everyone. Step and tell me your set. Oh God! Well, if you don't have all the Nintendo Power employee copies, you don't even have a set.
2: What are you talking? I know. About? Like, what are you even doing with your life? Yeah. If, all right. If you don't have, if you don't have the phone number to at least like twenty-five Gamepad counselors in your phone, what are you doing?
0: Uh, moving on is what we're doing. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Tyler, tell them about the thing you just did and where they can view it and where they can find you online.
1: Uh, well, you could find me a default gen on Instagram, video game sage. I have been posting a little bit more. I'm very excited to be back in the world and uh, YouTube. And there's a new retro gem miner video. And just them to gems. be clear to everybody, the retro gem miner is in fact a real thing. But also, it's basically a stupid parody thing I make for just friends I, I discuss games with. So. I
0: like see. I think parody is wrong, right? It's satire. Satire. Pa- All right. I
1: I can't use words. I'm a poor communicator.
2: He did not used to be a parody of... um, of I mean, uh, it's parody,
0: but it's also like... sense. Yeah.
1: So the problem is that the character is not at all consistent in what it is. It's just like sometimes I'm too lazy to be a character.
0: It's almost two characters. The one you're doing now is kind of like retro gem investments. I like to think that Chase... Uh, down his timeline was like this bro n N64 collector who was just after these gems. Then he saw reserved investments and was like, oh, f- I've got to up my game and get serious. <laughs> Put on yeah. the button-up shirt and like the glasses and was like, I'm a serious investor now, so I have to do investor things. These aren't just gems. These are investment. So he went into that mode. So it's consistent. Yeah. He he He's following an arc. I'm invested in what Chase Peridot is doing. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's all planned out. Um, I've got the full season finale written out. Uh, yes, these are definitely not just stupid videos that I fart out in an evening.
2: And they are amazing. So I, though this last video, I I watched like on repeat for several hours. I was so <laughs> enthralled with it.
0: It was a it was a very good video. I, I watched it twice, but not. I didn't watch on it weird... repeat for <laughs> several hours. I didn't. Wa- hours. I didn't. I didn't watch it a weird amount. <laughs>
1: I love, I love that Stefan is just like this unabashedly huge retro gem minor fan.
0: I, I so I am. mean, I I like him. I just gave you his arc. Do I, I get no credit for telling you that's true. Chase Peridot's art. Like, I know what's going on. I could write for the show is all I'm saying. You got a spot. Also, open. I, I mean, dis- just
2: knowing that his name is Chase Peridot, that's like, that's like base level, like solid fan. That, yeah,
1: that. you're right. You're, I would assume most people would probably forget that excellent fact.
0: All right. There we go. Boom. Uh anyways, the new video was excellent. I enjoyed it very much. Good job, Tyler. Stefan, what are you doing and where can we find you?
2: Uh I have been as far as what I've been doing, mostly I have been streaming the Earthbound prototype on uh the YouTubes at Archon nineteen eighty one H R C H R N nineteen eighty one. Prototype <laughs> Oh boy. You asked <laughs> what, what I've been, been doing. And that's what I've been doing. I've been <laughs> showing
0: the people. You know the little
2: one. Tyler made a video, I've been streaming. So, yeah, so that's, that's continuing. Um, you, can you can find, find me, on me on Instagram.
0: You can find Art of NP on Twitter. That's yes. Art of NP. You can also say Nintendo Power. I will show up in the search.
2: Yeah, and in fact, if you just search for Nintendo Power right now, I am the number one search return.
0: Oh, my!
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Humble, brats. S-E-O. All um, right. But, yeah, so uh, on Instagram and video game stage and youtube as arca 1981 uh and on twitter as art of np all right
0: excellent you know where you can find me you can find me right here on this podcast uh i haven't been on instagram very much i've been kind of overwhelmed with uh all the social media intake right now it's you know
2: isn't it funny that the more time that we have for social media, the less time we want to spend on it?
0: Right. Like I well, it's a place I like to go and visit that isn't reality, but now that's like it, it's it's reality? it's reality and now I don't wanna especially like my Instagram timeline is getting real political. So if you guys could knock that off or opinionated about like medical non facts, guys. You're not a doctor. If you're not a doctor, you're not a medical professional. And even if you are, if you aren't a specific infectious disease, like I, I don't care about your opinion. Um, I'm sorry. I just don't. It's just. I, it's also, not why I'm here. I just want to see your games. Show me your <laughs> games, please. Like show me all your weird variants. Talk nerdy to me. Don't tell me about how much you like or hate President Trump. I don't want to hear either way. I don't. I'm not talking about what my leanings are. I want nothing to do with any of that here. I don't want to know if you want to fire Fauci. I don't know if you want to make him the next Christ. I don't care. I really please go back to a thing where I can just see video games. I I muted a lot of you guys. I I, I just I didn't unfollow, but I I muted and we'll revisit this later and see if we've all learned to behave in a month because I am y'all i'm tired of it i don't want that it's not why i take a break on social media i you know this this shouldn't be your news outlet also like go to real news and like uh, now i now i just want to talk to people about how to find real news and i don't even want to go on that because this isn't what you're here for um all right that's all you can also find me sometimes on video game sage I, I post there once in a while and I, I look at stuff. And like Stefan knows, like I like I never comment usually on Facebook. I posted something on Facebook recently, but I, mostly I don't or on Twitter, but I, I go in and I read all of those things. I probably astonished Stefan that I knew the uh, conversation that happened on his Twitter timeline with him. Uh, the other day,
2: I was I was ju- I was pleasantly surprised. I, I had a I had a oh he does care moment.
0: I like I <laughs> I tell you I read I read it all, but I don't like to comment because I, I it's just not a place to engage people right now. I you know that's the problem. Um, people aren't in in a mood to listen or be reasonable, so I'm kind of avoiding that part. Anyways, you can find me in those places if you really need to me. If you want to reach out and you feel like you can't find me, send me a personal message. I. I do usually respond to all of those. If I didn't see something you posted on a picture, I wrote or I threw up. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I know it was a super long episode. Uh, hope you guys have some interesting thoughts on sets. Uh, tell me, tell me what you think we got wrong, and uh, let me know. Let me know what what you got that that you feel like maybe uh, we missed, like, or if uh, if you thought we were back crazy doing an episode like this and it was stupid, you can also let me know that. Anyways, that's it for the show. Bye!